Hello, and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday, the 19th of July, 2020. I'm your host, Dan Trey. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Clickety click click. And Robert Kemp. Clackety clack clack. Yep. Right on the money. Sound of a train on the tracks. <laughs> it's the broken turrets reporting again. <laughs> is that what they is that one of the things they say? Click click click. You guys been playing that game for our uh, YouTube channel? Yes. <laughs> the video for Rosie did at the start before I cast rather than the end. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right at the beginning. <laughs> Portal. Not all the yeah. broken turrets turn up in the co op, I don't think. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I, well, I don't think we've come across any yet. Yeah, come I don't remember there ever being any. Come across the white turrets so far, but just the, you know, standing, regular, effective ones. You know, turrets. <laughs> standing and regular <laughs> standing and regular yep very organized in their um, slight complaining Did they complain I suppose they're just dumb I'm just trying to like figure out how would you describe the demeanor of the turrets in Portal 2 is there a word that describes that kind of relaxed gunning <laughs> just relaxed murder <laughs> yeah just a culling, casual gunning down of anyone that comes into their sights. It's just how I spend my time. Are you still there? There you go. Portal 2. <laughs> how, how old is that game now? I know. How old is it now? <laughs> yeah, when did Orange Store I'm sure we've had this conversation before. Oh. But like... <laughs> 2011. Right. Nine years ago. Oh, oh okay. Not as old as I thought, actually. Weirdly. Because, oh, no, I'm getting confused. An orange box must have been a good few Port years in front of that. Yeah. That was Portal 1. That was Portal 1, yeah. When, when was that? Because I'm thinking about, because Halo 3 has just come well, out on PC it's and it's like... 2008, right? That was the orange box. Halo right, 3 two... was 2007. 2007? Oh, my God. Oh, no, 2007 was orange box as well. In the orange box. Mm. I guess that was Strong a good year. year. Strong year before this uh, fair podcast hit the airwaves. It began. But Portal 2 was in our time. We could award it Game of the Year. A posthumous Game of the Year. Oh, wait, yeah, 2011. Sorry, not posthumous. Yeah. We're not, within and, our... we're not, and we're not dead. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you implied that the, that the game was dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Usually you award things after their death. That's posthumous. Yeah. Not after the award the awarders themselves. The awarding <laughs> body is dead. Like after I die, make sure you award Portal 2 the game of the year for me. <laughs> and then it'll be posthumous. It doesn't matter what year it is, just make it yeah. make it happen. Coming up in twenty fifty. We review this this year's game of the year. What year was year of Luigi? <laughs> the year of Luigi. <laughs> Every year is year of Luigi. The year of Luigi never ends. They're definitely gearing up for some Mario stuff. They're, I think they're gearing up. <laughs> so for they keep saying All Star Mario. Because have well, you? Yeah. Did you There's see that rumor? Isn't there that it's going to be like Galaxy and 
Sunshine and maybe a remake of 64 as well. Yeah, that would be crazy. Um, they already did a 64 remake. Uh, not remake, but remaster. They won't be doing a remake of anything. It's just remasters, maybe, if you're lucky. I mean, we already said it before, where it's just like they should just port Mario 64 into Odyssey. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that should have been what happened when you went into the castle in Odyssey. You well, I mean, they could straight into Bubble just add it there. <laughs> yeah. Just literally change the whole Mushroom Kingdom to just be Mario 64. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. That would be pretty cool. Um, did you yeah, see the think we'd Lego have another version of the music Nintendo, we used to test by? Uh, Nintendo Entertainment System? Yeah. That's kind of... I, I don't know how I feel about that, like, honestly. It's like, it's kind of badass, but then it's it's not exactly playable. <laughs> yes, well, it is playable. It's, I mean, it sort of is. The thing just just bounces up on its own, doesn't it, as you scroll the thing? I think you can kind of control it, can't you, with, a, like, a lever on the side of the TV thing? I mean, it's pretty impressive that it works at all. And the fact that you put the like, weird smart Mario from the other from the children's set on top of the TV, it starts playing the sound effects. It's pretty cool. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's, that's kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Quite yeah, expensive, though. I would get it, but, uh, but on, I'd never really had a NES, so I think that would be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, how, you know what I mean? How many, how many custom pieces do you think there are in that, though? Like or is it like to make that carousel thing? Uh, well, it's tank tracks or something, isn't it? I wouldn't have thought they probably didn't come up with new stuff. They very rarely come up with more than like a couple of new elements for any given set. Um, They're usually large bits of bodywork, aren't they? For like, the, yeah, or they used to be for their like like vehicle or ship bits and yeah. I I still really don't. I like modern Lego a, a lot, but I really don't like their um airline you know giant nose pieces airliners and stuff i only really remember like i can't i don't i don't know don't know what they look like but now i'm just imagining oh they just made a giant plastic tube and put it in a box and called it lego well yeah that was pretty much one of the ways they did planes in the past they were cool when i mean they didn't look very accurate or anything but at least the ones that we were making were like build up built up out of bricks like the i had their airport and that was that was awesome i mean didn't didn't look as accurate but mm. it was cool is that because the modern sets have to license the planes no i don't think so they just make it up for the lego city mm. i don't think there's anything licensed in lego city at all they just make up uh their own um brands like octan or whatever oh sure Brands that outlast real brands. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's outlasted mobile. <laughs> well, mobile's still around, isn't it? Isn't it Exxon Mobile? Yeah, I think that's, that's a sub brand of Exxon, isn't it? Yeah. Patronus. Uh, that's a Harry Potter thing, isn't it? No. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It, I mean, it's yeah. pretty close, but yeah. I don't think there's any licensed stuff in Lego City range. But there's, obviously, there's plenty of licensed Lego. I think they still do that weird thing where the do they where the like normal Lego the faces are yellow, but in all the licensed stuff they have skin tone. So, oh, weird! I've never noticed that. Yeah, 
It wasn't always true, but they, yeah. Huh. And see, now I'm wondering if, like, because I, Gnome and I played through the first the, the two of the Lego Harry Potter games, and now I'm trying to remember. And maybe they were skin tone? I can't. Hmm. I think maybe the Lord of the Ring ones, I vaguely remember them being skin tone. But... Yeah. There were, there's only oh, maybe, like. Maybe even the Marvel ones as well, actually, thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Quite, it's quite weird. I'm finding it stranger that I didn't notice until I know. I it out. <laughs> it's because when it's a video game, you're not perceiving it as Lego quite so much. <laughs> I guess, yeah. What do you think? Why did you play? Is there a Lord of the Rings or a Hobbit? Uh, a Lego? Oh, there must yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. There's Lord of Lord of the Rings yeah. Lego games. There's very few Lord of the Rings sets. There were a few, but they were mostly Hobbit sets. But I think when they did the Hobbit, they'd got the license and did a few Lord of the Rings sets, but they're quite rare now. Like, they did Helm's Deep and stuff like that, but there's only a few, and they're quite hard to come by. The Lord of the Rings Lego games were notable because that was when they dropped the idea that the Lego characters had to be silent. Oh, okay. And they, 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 for that first game, I believe they literally just used the film's audio put over Lego characters. So there wasn't oh, no. even new voice work, I don't think. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. It was either, it was either that or Batman. Batman might have been the first talkie. But Lord of the Rings was weird because of that whole film audio thing. As a result, I think it lost a lot of its slapstick humor because they had to put the humor somehow around the, all the existing audio, and that it wasn't quite the wasn't quite the same. Hmm. But it did open the doors to mean they could do Lego City Undercover with its, uh, you know, which was pretty cool script. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess now you could do like a Lego Movie um, kind. Oh, of. I bet they. I think they have, haven't they? Like Lego Movie the game. Yeah, <laughs> like but... they've done that weird go back. But you could set a game like Lego City Undercover in the city from the movie, I guess, could you? Although maybe it would be a bit much. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I suppose you could. Mm. I don't know what's going on with that franchise at the moment, the Lego movie, because you saw the second one, right? Was... I've seen the second one, yeah. it's, it's I mean, it's it's not a patch on the first, on the first but it's one, still, yeah. a, still enjoyable. Yeah. I saw the Batman one. That was okay. Yeah, Batman. That was just that was just okay. If you ask me, yeah. that was like, um, it, it was one, another one of those where actually some of the best jokes were in the trailer again. And the yeah, rest was just sort yeah. of okay, you know. Yeah, that is true. Maybe it's just one of those things that the whole premise and how clever it was when the and you know the, how, what the tech was like when they did when they made the first one to make it look so real Lego, except very little of it is actually real Lego. And it's, uh, you know, and it was funny and new and fresh. And then when they do it three more times, it's just like, eh, you've done this joke. There's only so many jokes about the, uh, is it the Naggle or something? Is that what the first film's about? The Nazgul. The Nazgul? The Razagul? (laughs) I don't know what they are. It's the craggle. The craggle. There we go. That's it. <laughs> That's the crazy clue, right? The craggle. Yeah. Craggle. 
most dangerous substance. Talia Razal Ghoul. <laughs> that was so fucking obvious in um that the, the Dark Knight Rises. The, the, the third Batman. Man, that mm, was, the third Nolan Batman. That's such such a weird film that because it has some good stuff in it, but it just doesn't hold together structurally. It's just yeah, weird. It's, it's it's a bit it's a bit nuts. Yeah. Although Gnome did suggest maybe maybe I need one of those. We were, we were talking about getting stupid face masks. Like oh right yeah yeah yeah. What's what's the what's an inventive get a face bane mask one? Get? Yeah, whether you could get a bane one. <laughs> but no, incredibly not inventive. I forgot the mask. It's incredibly obvious. Well, yeah. But if it changed my voice, <laughs> that would be great. If you if someone could make a bane mask for COVID, that would actually change. Someone probably already has. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised mm. at all. It will be extremely like painful. I must talk like a strange <laughs> Sean Connery. I need to find, like, I'm sure it, it must have been a joke thing or something, but someone saying that from the time, that line, because he doesn't actually say it in a stupid way. He said it in an okay, okay way. He says, it will be extremely painful for you, <laughs> like this. But uh, but so, uh, in in somewhere I heard him saying for you <laughs> like this. <laughs> I don't know where it was from. <laughs> what if it's a yeah an outtake or something? Or maybe it's somewhere else in the film. Yeah, maybe it's an outtake. Or like I know they changed the voice from the trailer, didn't they? So because it was completely oh. it was completely unintelligible in the trailer, the original trailer. Huh. So they like like re-recorded it so it was slightly more understandable. I suppose they can do a lot of that when he's in a mask. Exactly. Yeah, no lip syncing required. It's like he's, he's just doing the same thing that he did in 90... No, it wasn't it wasn't 90... It was Dunkirk, sorry, yeah, where he's basically just eye-acting eye the entire time because he's basically wearing a, a mask. flight mask. He sounds a bit like Bane, even, even in... Um, obviously, even in uh, Dunkirk. <laughs> Not quite as extreme. No. No extra high pitches. <laughs> the sound of pain. He got killed so quickly as well. It's like he's the main villain, and then it's like, oh no, it's a, it's a switcheroo. It's actually the girl or whatever. And then I actually blink, and you miss it when he actually gets killed. Mm. So dumb. And she's not got much character, other than. Being a woman, French, had, yeah, French woman. I forget. Does she have a French accent? Because she is French. It's a French actress, but I don't yeah. know if she's meant to be French because she's meant to be the daughter of um, uh, what's his name? Qui Gon Jinn, Schindler. What's his name? Ra's al Ghul. <laughs> Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Liam Neeson's Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. Is Liam Neeson well, in that one? He isn't, no. Because he must have got... Does he, he get killed in Batman <laughs> Begins? I can't remember. Yeah, because it ends with Batman's line where he's like, uh, "Like I can't kill you, but I don't have to save you. Right, right, right. While he's on the train that's got the weird bomb thing on. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I haven't seen that one for a while. Yeah, I haven't seen any of them for a long time, thinking about it. Like, my memory's starting to get fuzzy on if I'm going to rewatch one, I'll re I'll rewatch The Dark Knight. I've definitely seen that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. that'd be amazing. That's by far the best one. But that also means that's the one I've seen the most. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Noam and I picked up a Netflix account 
Oh yeah. What's Finally. been your first thing that you dove, dove divin dived? Oh, into? I've, I've, I've watched quite a few things um, oh. because you know there's quite a lot there that I've not had access to before, or there's yeah. a few things that are only Netflix. Yeah. Um, Tons that's only Netflix. It's, yeah. it's been. Uh, yeah, the the only Netflix stuff has been pretty hit and miss, to be honest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to go on recommendations. Yeah. Like originally, the Netflix so, original the stuff was like um, they were trying to go for high quality, like HBO or something. But after a while, they realised mm. they can make more money by just making literally everything. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's loads of it, which is great. But like the problem with some of, some of its more interesting ideas have so much. There's a touch of the too much American to them. Sure. Like. Like floor is lava, for instance. In right. concept, I can't help but think, oh, this is really quite good. And like, oh, you've built some really elaborate sets, and you've got a fun editing trick where people fall in the lava, and then you're they're never seen again. Like <laughs> they just don't they don't ever show them like recovering or swimming back to the shore or something like that. No, they just disappear. It's great. Mm. That's the cleverest thing that show does. The rest of it is done in annoying American narrator voice. Chad is going to jump to the box. It's about six feet away. I don't think I can make that jump. It's about six feet away. Chad is questioning whether he can jump to the box that is six feet away. It's like, yeah. it's a lot of, it's like and they'll be like, <laughs> like, this team are doing it a different way to the previous team. Show a clip of the previous team doing it that we watched about five minutes ago. It's appalling. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it, it is suffering from like horrendous. If they halved the length of it, got rid of the narrator and just let it flow. Hmm. It would probably be good. But it's just Americaned up to the up the wazoo and it's awful. It's such a painful watch. And we found that about a few of the other Netflix like cuz nailed it sounds like it might be a good idea cuz it's kind of it's an amateur baking show. Can't hmm. be bad, right? Bake Off is is good. I was like no no, they've somehow managed to find a way to American that to hell as yeah, well. Yeah. And uh, it's just it's just too painful to watch. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Americanized Eurovision like, film, however. Yeah. Solid gold. <laughs> really, I need to watch. <laughs> I this. love it. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And yeah, Gnome's been unfortunately listening to the soundtrack on loop about the house. So <laughs> it's um, there's a lot of yaya ding dong going on. Excellent. <laughs> and uh, Radio 2 actually made this sort of big moment song their song of the week <laughs> okay it's really strange it's a weird phenomenon this that what's it Will Ferrell is into Eurovision uh, evidently yeah well, <laughs> the two lead characters that are supposed to be Icelandic are played by an American and a Canadian yeah. you know two nations that can't be in it <laughs> you've got Pierce Brosnan being a uh, Icelandic dad as well Bronholm Bronholm yep <laughs> it's a it's a strange film, but it's quite it's quite funny. Hmm. To give that a shot, I'm trying to think what the best the like top tippity top Netflix content is if you're starting out. I um, mean, I'd quite like, like the Netflix original. Like Stranger Things is yeah, Stranger, yeah, Stranger Things, Things is definitely on my list. Stranger I mean, I Things. The best TV show on on um on Netflix is Better Call Saul, but you kind of need to have watched Breaking Bad. Yeah, to to be which that. they have got as well. In fairness, like oh yeah, you there. could yeah you could but, just watch that. But that's but not yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know yeah. if we'll, I don't, yeah I don't know if we'll get known into that as the problem. So it's like oh, only really, just watch only the first really, episode only, of Breaking Bad. <laughs> we only we only really watch stuff with her is the thing around here. So it's uh, 
I'm watching One Punch Man though. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, why wouldn't I? It's great. Uh, yeah. I'm watching this documentary on there. There's one about, I'm watching this one about, um, for some reason, about Michael Jordan, even though I know nothing at all about basketball. Hmm. But it's about, like, the Chicago Bulls, like, the last um, season that they were of their winning streak with, with Michael Jordan in the, ni- hmm. in the late 90s. Um, and, Space uh, Jam. Yeah, basically Space Jam. Uh, and uh, despite it's a really well put together documentary and interesting, even though I know nothing at all about basketball, it's almost better that way. Although I don't know. It's called The Last Dance because it's like the last time around hmm. for the team. I yeah. see. Uh, I'd, I'd probably find that title quite confusing lest I know what it was about. Yeah. Well, luckily on Netflix, there's, there's loads of imagery everywhere. So <laughs> you're definitely okay, going to see it alongside yeah. a picture of Michael Jordan. Perhaps I should have called it Boom Shakalaka. <laughs> oh, I also recommend Hip Hop Evolution is a good documentary series on oh, Netflix. Okay. Yeah, really yeah. good. I, uh, I think you've mentioned that, that before. It's actually, like yeah. four seasons of it now. Yeah, so I definitely check that out. Yeah. There's, there's a number of stuff I'd quite like to watch. Like I want to, I'd, I'd seen the start of Disenchantment as well. I'd seen the first few episodes. Oh, yeah. It'd be nice, it'd be nice to get the, back into that. That graining one, isn't it? Yeah, I, I quite yeah. liked how that started. So um, yeah. it'd be nice to see uh, f- finish that off. Uh, Gnome's been binging all the Big Bang series we haven't watched for years. Oh, is that on there? Um, yeah, I saw I this week that after all these years, Spaced has now appeared on Netflix this week yeah, for yeah. some reason. It hasn't <laughs> well, been on before yeah. this week. So both both Netflix and Prime have for some reason started getting a lot of British TV, like yeah. old school British TV stuff. And you know, which is weird given that they aren't like Channel Four and ITV and yeah. the BBC launching BritBox as well. Or have launched Oh Box. I don't yeah. And it's like why they're now why would they launch that and then sell their stuff to the other platforms? Well, it's like Brickbox like failed <laughs> within like a week or something. I, I don't know. I it's, think it's, it's really co- strange. Yeah, but, but hey, it's there, and that means there's the adverts for Dairy Girls all over Netflix. Oh yeah, Dairy Girls. Yeah, well, that's pretty good. <laughs> it is. It is pretty good. I'll give it's it. Not that. much of it, but it's really good. No. Uh, and uh, the other thing we've been watching, which isn't on Netflix is for some reason we've started watching House from the beginning. Classic. I forget how long it takes for it to fall into the... the kind to become of... slightly less formulaic, if you know yeah. what I mean. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, how many... Oh, and it takes it, like... I didn't realise this, but the whole it's not lupus thing, it takes, like, 11 episodes before it even gets to the word lupus. Oh, really? Okay, well, that like, was it's just way It's yeah, way yeah. later than I thought. Yeah. I um, watched on my birthday Hamilton because someone lent me their Disney Plus login. Uh, um, I forget. Did we talk about this on last cast? I seem to remember you saying that. Did we talk about it? Anyway. Yeah. I think we talked about House as well. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, right. But anyway, my point there was they're connected. Did we talk about that on the last podcast? Maybe. Every, uh, time exactly. time is, a, is, is irrelevant. Time is a flat circle. Okay, I'll uh, leave that one because we, we probably just wind back and you could hear me having the exact same conversation. I don't um, like it. <laughs> or at least I don't really like the music from Hamilton. I've said that many times as well. Yeah. It's, it's not hip-hop. It's too musical-tinged. Mm. I mean, it's definitely a hybrid. It's it's not it's not pure hip hop, that's for sure. Yeah, but, but yeah, that something about musicals. 
We watched Pitch Perfect 2. That was like the first thing Gnome watched on Netflix. Okay. And it's like, because it was there. And it's like, why don't, why don't I make you feel better and put this on and I walk off? Um, but I ended up getting drawn in because that happened. It's like, it's not a good film. Like, I don't know. I quite, I quite enjoyed it the first time I watched it, but it was like watching it again. It's like, this is, this is bad. <laughs> I mean, for me, like it helps that Anna Kendrick is attractive. <laughs> that, that helps watching those movies. There is, there is an element of that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. There's an element that most of the cast is uh, fairly attractive. But yeah, just, yeah. Something, something for the lads. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyway. She's always wearing like low cut tops and stuff in movies as well, like in Twilight. Anyway, I didn't realize, I didn't realize she was even in Twilight. Yeah, she's like the friend, isn't she? Uh, I mean, I've never watched them. Says I've I've only ever watched them with um, the riff tracks, which mm-hmm. I highly recommend. It's hilarious. I don't, I don't, yeah, I just can't. I've seen all of them because of riff tracks. <laughs> it was a long time ago now. Once I watched the last one with like John and Vanessa with riff, with riff tracks. <laughs> it was really fun. Because <laughs> like they have a, like a giant battle at the end, right? Obviously, mm. or whatever. Not Maybe not at the end, but I can't remember. But there's a, war, a battle between werewolves and the standard. But they're like, they're literally like popping. They like get them in a headlock and sort of twist their heads off pop off their heads it looks ridiculous uh, it's the stupidest thing anyway it's also more violent than i was expecting it's very violent. yeah yeah it's pretty violent yeah young adult violence what yeah, is that noise this like sorry to interrupt this your regularly scheduled podcast but there's some just like random banging that seems to be occurring like outside my window hmm. and it's uh it's been happening all day at random intervals i've got no idea what it is it might be something landing on the roof of that, like our bay window, but it's like hmm. we had a look and there's nothing there. It's so if you hear any random loud noises, my house is doing things. I haven't heard anything yet, so I think we're good. Good, good. Cool. My house is alive. Yes, Netflix. There's some weird stuff on there. There's the, there's a new thing by um, the guy. Um, who did Adventure Time, which is adult, not children's at all, called The Midnight Gospel, which is basically like a podcast. It seems like it's adapted podcast by this stoner guy, um, but really like crazily like acid trip animated, hmm. Pendleton Ward style. It's called The Midnight Gospel. I mean, ch- Check out the first episode of that and see what you think. I don't know how long they are. They can't be that long, 15 minutes. Ah, uh, oh, that never happens. Uh, hasn't happened for so long. Do carry on. Do you watch Netflix, Zach? Do your <laughs> no. parents got any got any accounts? Um, I haven't watched any TV stuff at all for a long time. Or TV related stuff, I guess. No, but basically since I was last time I went to Rob's, I guess would <laughs> be the last time I watched anything. Watched any, anything TV ish? Do you never go downstairs and watch TV in the in the lounge? No, in the living, in the living I mean, room. they're what always watching the room? TV, but <laughs> just... like, not. I'm not going to watch any of the crap that they watch because they watch the big. They've watched like all of Big Bang Theory and Young Sheldon, and now they're what? on to Friends. And I'm just like, no. really? <laughs> do they have streaming services there, or do they just watch? Uh, yeah, they have something down there. I forget. The box turned up at some point, and I was like, "Oh, let me look at this menu and see what's on here." Oh, it's all crap I don't care about. Okay, it's all bye. Crap. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> that is the good thing about Netflix is it does have crap and good stuff uh, combined. Um, 
remind me. You call it the room, right? The living room, the front yeah. room. No, what? Yes. what it's just called. What do you call it? Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> just trying to remember. I definitely always called it the living room. And also, it's it got rearranged at some point because we got new couches. But they're. Wow. I don't know why this is a thing. I guess it's because in order to fit the TV against the wall on one side, yeah. there's a fireplace on one of the walls. So obviously you can't put the one's wall, out. The, yeah, you can't put it up against that one. But then there's a window on the, the second of the wall, so that one's out. And then where it used to be was the wall where the is not the wall with the door, but the wall directly opposite where the door goes in because the door comes in right on the corner of that room. And apparently that was annoying because it was like, oh, it's like it slightly obstructs you as you walk in. So it like that's three of the walls out, so you have to put it on the fourth wall. Right. But the problem with the fourth wall is it's directly opposite the fireplace. So now when you've got the sofas, you have them parallel but like mm-hmm. perpendicular to where the TV is. So it's like you're yeah. sitting and Ooh. looking at right angles to the direction. Ooh, you're yeah. Not so like, much a fan of that. You <laughs> used to have my yeah. living room set up like that way back in the. Yeah, the, I remember that. And, but it was, house. it was a bit it was weird. Sort of, it's sort of okay well, because, it's because of size. I think there's a certain yeah. size point where it seems to work okay. Or if you've got well, it probably, enough, enough couches where two people could just lay on the couch. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> they were three seat sofas opposite each other, facing couches. each other. But they were like basically one person <laughs> lying on them, <laughs> which is really dumb. I mean, thinking back, that's quite a weird arrangement. Because uh, I guess the idea was that when they had all their like many, many dinner parties that like three you know like seven people would sit you know three on each sofa facing each other having a talk or whatever but that never happens does it in practice like one person's on one of those each of those sofas lying and watching the tv at the end <laughs> at least it was with us yeah well, yeah we're not exactly a dinner party <laughs> no but it's not like they were having any that i i can't remember any family gatherings where people sat like that very seldom mm. sometimes But yeah. I think people definitely but, rearrange their houses sometimes, you know, for in you know, in service of things that don't happen very often, right? Yeah, I, I didn't than, see that. Yeah. Also, it's generally just I don't know. I guess it's just a more convenient layout for where furniture could be. Yeah, I don't about know needing I it to be it. in in like dead space or something like that. And it's just yeah. It's like it's like it's probably one of those things that conceptually looks nice if you were trying to snap sofas to a grid or something on on yeah, but it's just not actually that practical for the job you do on that sofa in that space. I don't know how I would arrange that room or double room if I owned it now. For I'd probably do it fairly fairly similarly, but yeah, just put probably a couch in front rather than that single chair. Yeah, yeah, maybe. You know, but just, then you'd have to or walk just get... past it on one side or either side. Yeah. Or maybe you V-shape everything. Ooh. Yeah, put the TV... Oh, I don't know. Anyway, that room was huge. Or do you swap it all around? <laughs> yeah, so you have, like, where you had you had bookcases on one wall, didn't you? Know, yeah, we did, yeah. Like and you could, you could get rid of the bookcases and put the TV on that space and then just yeah. wrap around U-shape couch around the other thing. Yeah, there's things you could have yeah. done. You've got so much room in that room. Definitely options, yeah. It's not like f- windows in incorrect places or no. walls with extra doors in them, that like like I have, that are just like, there's only one way I can lay out this room sensibly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I think you've got the optimum uh, set up, Rob, I would say. Although the um, big chair, it's quite 
a weird viewing angle for the TV. But oh, well, yeah, I can't really chair, that. but there's nowhere yeah. else I can go. No. Well, unless I get rid of my desk, but then there's nowhere else for the desk to go, really. Yeah, yeah, I think you've that that sofa was a big upgrade in my opinion. <laughs> my ass currently agrees. Indeed. Cool. Currently. <laughs> Currently, <laughs> so, <laughs> sometimes it's not into it, but most of the time, my ass has mixed opinions about most things. Talks a lot of shit. Right, speaking of which, we did the news. <laughs> I mean, we can news. We can. We can. Not much groundbreaking news these last two weeks even though we theoretically had two of our e3 events in this past two weeks well not e3 summer game fest whatever keely deems it to be uh we had the devolver expo and we had ubisoft forward i think in that order i think and uh yeah not masses to really talk about from them really um but you know devolver did their super strange presentation continuing their weird plot line they've had for the last few years um just something about the future's future future that they're trying to not be the future's future they're killing it off and thus there's an incredibly complicated and angry looking set of women right like being businessy and mean i don't know it was a very strange thing it's it's continued to be strange it's hard to follow it was a lot more of that than there were video game not used <laughs> was, i see it's, a, it's strange um but it wasn't really massively a huge amount of announcements i'd say from them anyway so because what we've got another shadow warrior game coming shadow warrior 3 which actually looked like it might be fun in a kind of bullet stormy sort of old school shootery kind of way there's been a lot of those about at the moment but this one looks a little bit a little bit of a cut above i suppose than what we've seen Mm. um, on that style if you can get over the potentially stereotypically racist portrayal of its main character i don't know i don't know what ground that falls into now it's like i think originally it was kind of just you know your your asian samurai's not samurai stereotype so says asian sort of things in a bad boy bad accent right it's kind of still that and i don't really know how that sits these days yeah i mean people are definitely as if they weren't already sensitive to that sort of thing just justifiably by the way <laughs> current times are certainly amplifying it hmm yeah that's um bold Let's put it that way. I suppose Devolver are never not bold <laughs> in some way. Um, so there was that. Um, they showed um, a little bit of Fall Guys, which my brother is really interested in, um, which is you're a weird fluffy-looking... Well, I wouldn't say fluffy. You're sort of a weird pudgy, wobbly-looking creature uh, that animates like it's from Gang Beasts, um, trying to do a bit of a running gauntlet, basically. But there's like 60 players in it at one at the same time and it's last man standing mm. through this like uh yeah these gauntlet like challenges and according to my brother it's it's quite a lot of fun i think he's been playing some kind of closed beta or something and uh that that is due out in august uh so there was that 
they they got Phil Spencer in to have a quick chat with a uh, fake blob of flesh, weird model thing, uh, to celebrate the release of Carrion, which is coming out on July 23rd on Game Pass, which is like a um, a 2D. Well, you play as the blob, really. You're this massive, like redness and tentacles that you're. I don't really know what you do in it, but you're just sort of platforming-ish kind of thing, murdering the the inhabitants of this facility. I don't. I don't quite know what it's about. I assume you can die by getting shot or something. So there are bits where you're using tentacles to mind control people and then have them shoot against each other and things like that. As you do. Yeah, it's been was, yeah. it's come up quite a bit over the years. So like, it's like for it to be finally coming out is something. But yeah, I don't actually really know much about how that thing plays. It's just I just know how it looks. Um, then there was a load of f- fake announcements. Oh, sorry, carry on. I was just gonna say, do you remember that game, The Darkness, where you? Like controlled like oh, weird, <laughs> like yeah. yeah you had like a snake monster, double yeah. snake monster, or yeah, something that lived in you, or... in you, yeah. Oh, that was that was weird. Anyway, sorry, diversion. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Fake announcements. Getting down with Bennett Foddy, Beans, and uh, Sonic Fox's Fairy Fighter Four. Uh. Yeah. Not real announcements, but they they spend some time on that for some reason. Uh, Olija. I think it's Olija, which looks like some kind of samurai esque two D pixely brawler tale. A little, you know, a little bit like the Messenger, maybe a little bit like Ninja Gaiden sort of style. Except your weapon is some kind of sword harpoon, so you, you attach to things and can string them around a bit. It's a uh, kind of looked interesting. Uh, uh, Serious Sam 4 because somehow they've only got to 4 as Zach said earlier before we started recording yeah uh, yeah I mean have you seen footage of that as usual they're like every generation is like well how can we get reasonably modern graphics with like a billion fucking enemies on screen at once mm. and then it happens again next generation it's like well things have to look better but we need a billion enemies uh, to be honest I thought it looked quite jank in yeah. the trailer they showed so far, the frame—it's it's hard to tell with like online videos and stuff because I think frame rates look jank in most online videos for these sort of presentations. There's something that was never quite right about it, and this looked particularly jank. Um, yeah, but the nunchuckateer skeleton things were back, and so, and the bulls and the weird cyborgs. It had all, it looked like it had all the same enemies. All I'm not tropes. sure I spotted anything yeah. new. You know, the, the headless guys with bombs in their hands that somehow uh, still scream. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Classic. Which was really funny in the first game, but I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, once. It's, years it's still ago. funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, their final game ish sort of thing that they released is Devolver Land Expo, which is a virtual expo experience you can download and play right now. Off of Steam. What? It's a real pretend, thing. pretend you're at E3. But yeah, pretend you're at some kind of Devolver exposition with like stands for all the games I just mentioned. Oh, that's dumb. Even, even though they don't exist, I mean, there's some sort of game there as well, but like loose, loosely. It's a uh... yeah. 
doubly weird. Mm. And that was Devolver. That's all they had to say this year. No, um, no, my friend Pedro level craziness of games. With you know, no, no bananas trying to talk you into murdering people. Uh, so then we had Ubisoft Forward, which again, I'm just going to say it from like from from the beginning here, pretty underwhelming. Because for starters, we didn't get a Just Dance intro, which I know would have been practically impossible to film right now. Mm. But where's my dancing panda, yo? Where's my terrible celebrity endorsement? And uh, no, there is one. There isn't one. No, because the, yeah, the, the, there'll be a Just Dance game probably. There'll be a twenty twenty one or whatever. They just uh, decided not to talk about it now. Or maybe there won't be. Maybe Just Dance is dead. I doubt I, it. I highly doubt it. Uh, instead, they opened with Watchdog Legions, which you know we haven't seen for quite a while, and was one of those games that was supposed to come out early in the year. Yeah. Um, and then Ubisoft did this had had a bit of a moment, and we're like, well, we're going to delay everything because we're we're not sure our games are good right now. <laughs> oh, okay. That was pretty much what they said. They were like, because what Division Two or something had been had been underwhelming. No, it was the, um, the Ghost Recon, whatever that last that was weird it. open world one was. Yes. Oh, Wildlands. Yes. Yeah. Is that right? Well, remember Wildlands, the second one. It was the one after that. Yeah. Oh. Because Wildlands was okay, but yeah, they did another one, didn't they? That was like, didn't it have like Game of Thrones actors in it or something. Or something. They all do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and that that didn't exactly go down well. So they they had a bit of a wobble and like, well, we're going to push everything back and spend more time on them because you know, good games do better for us in the long run. Fair enough, I guess. Um, so it's actually going to come out October. We have a release date hmm. of October twenty ninth. Um. I can't say I'd see much changed in that game since the previous time they showed it, though. We haven't. There wasn't a lot of gameplay um, shown, at least during not during the event. Um, they did have some streaming afterwards, and maybe they showed a bit more there. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't watch any of that, um, so that might be good to go back and see. Um, but my main takeaways are that hey, it's it, I'm still in, interested in the idea. It looks pretty cool. Their take on London is neat. Uh, and you know, I, I think I'm more okay with this idea of like, hey, recruit everyone, and you could have random people doing random things, and random builders, and drone experts, and stuff like that, all with different skill sets, and, different, and you find finding things that might work and might not. And it's like, all oh, that sounds kind of cool. Uh, I think their faces look terrible, oh. like really bad. Like I expect a way more. It's just something about the animation is off, and they're like they don't even look quite right. It looks like it's almost last gen faces. It's weird, almost Sims, if I'm thinking about it. Like, but the Sims are more emotive. <laughs> weird. Yeah. What? Okay. Just go watch the thing. Make your own opinions, obviously. But it's like, yeah, I don't. It just seemed strangely off. Although maybe as, as again, as Zach mentioned before we started recording, uh, 
they're probably all going to be wearing masks or could all wear masks at some point, right? Because the right. dead set right. kind of right. what they're supposed be to be. We see them provide. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that as well. But cutscenes, man. And I know this probably made it difficult for themselves because they're having to have like any number of potential cookie cutter characters fulfill a role in that game. So when you get to a cutscene, you any one of your randomly generated people may have to take that place in the cutscene. Yeah, they depending on the, about that though, didn't they? Yeah, they've still got to do it though, and like, yeah, that's probably why the faces aren't up to snuff. But they could be better than what they are. Uh, then they randomly talked about Brawlhalla. I don't think there was anything interesting to say there. Um, they talked about a couple of mobile games. They talked about Might of Magic Era of Chaos that I think has been out for a while. They had a incredibly fancy Team Fortress 2 style or Overwatch-esque trailer for Tom Clancy's Elite Squad, which mm-hmm. looks to be, is it, which they showed off last year. It seems to be a sort of mobile tactics game of some description, but not tactics in the way of like an XCOM, or but in tactics in the sort of five v five battle kind of way. It looks kind of bad, and this is an incredibly elaborate trailer that is nothing like the game. <laughs> hmm. uh, Rainbow Six Siege. They just wanted to say, "Hey, we're still working on Siege." Nothing what, like- to announce. DLC map packs. No, they didn't. They didn't even really say anything. They were just like, "Hey, Rainbow Six Siege, it's, it's big. It's know? a thing. Thanks for still playing it, all of you people. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Uh, and then they showed us a little bit more of Hyperscape, which is Ubisoft's Battle Royale, because it turns out they hadn't put one out yet. So there you go. If you want some Apex Legends set in a more like, more of a city environment and uh, with a virtual world setting that is pretty much ripped straight out of Ready Player One, this is the game for you. <laughs> okay. I mean, quite like that concept, I think. I mean, it, it, uh, with, with, in, being fair to it, Mm-hmm. It looks like it doesn't look like there's anything particularly wrong with it. Like it looked, it looked like it played well. Its glitches, as they call them, its power-up sort of system, looked kind of fun and interesting. Uh, mix things up a little bit. Um, the environment was way more vertical than I think, which because it's mostly building-based and things like that. So like all the characters seem to have exaggerated jumping powers, so you can leap between rooftops and things like that. And it's like it's it's got a it's got a little bit of a unique flavor to it. Um, but it's still a battle royale at the end of the day um, that is slotting somewhere in between all of the... It feels like it's in between all of the players at the moment, is how I would describe it. Like it's like it's got a bit of Fortnite's vibrancy with a bit of Apex's like gunplay and movement. Hmm. Uh, and then they cyber it up a little bit. Sprinkle in a bit of cyber in there. Yeah, maybe a bit of Valorant's like character design. I don't know stuff, stuff like that. It's, it's, it, it feels like it's sat somewhere in the middle, which I think is a problem because it's like it doesn't mean it really stands out. Mm. Um, 
also they did make a whole sort of big deal about the creativity of this game which never really never helps right they sort of said like, yeah, we, we thought we we thought about this amazing setting which you'll never really get to experience because it's a battle royale game and it's like yeah we thought, thought of this like amazing world where it's like a dystopian future but they created this game called the hyperspace that everyone lives in now and it's like it's ready player one yeah it's just just like don't even try and mask this as, as being creative it's like you've ripped off the entire thing <laughs> it's not even as if ready player one is like the most original thing in the world no <laughs> no it's just uh just don't don't try it like reference it or something we'll get the license just get the license it would be fine especially given as ready player two the book is about to come out apparently oh really oh no. yeah Okay, fair. Uh, yeah, so there was that. Um, and then we got to see a little bit more of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, because of course we did. Um, Natch. I got a bit. Yeah, I mean, setting wise, yeah, I'm all in. This, I mean, it looks real, it looks real good. I'm a big fan of Vikings. Um, world looks nice. The characters look nice. The portrayal of them. Uh, they they tried to say it's like hey we're trying to spell the myth a little bit of Norse people they're just farmers looking for somewhere to farm you know and they came from places where there wasn't really a lot of lot of decent land for farming so they come come into England <laughs> right. to okay. rape and pillage everyone yeah, yeah great <laughs> it's like totally dispelling the myth got no farmland already <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb I think their reputation is well earned to be honest yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, that's one of the first bits of gameplay they show. So here we are pillaging a village. <laughs> it's like it's almost like it's not quite as bad, but it's almost as like so real Japanese battles that actually took place Ancient in history. Japan. Yeah. So here's the giant enemy crab. It's like yeah. yeah, we're dispelling the myth about Vikings. So let's go pillaging. <laughs> and on top of that, I actually thought the bits that where they showed gameplay, like okay, that that's clearly a evolution on the engine they were using for origins and odyssey it's not like reinventing the wheel no um, yeah i mean that was a out. fairly solid basis right i mean it's worked yeah, out yeah yeah, well. yeah it's 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 yeah when when origins changed things up it was well received and odyssey was a refinement on that that was also well received yeah um they're they're adding a dual wielding system to this one um seems to be their main differentiator um but it's a dual wielding system that means you can dual wield uh, a little bit like Halo 2's actually. It's like anything that's a dual wield weapon you can put in either any hand. So if you want two shields, you can do that. You can fight shield only. <laughs> okay, so you you could just do like a a shield whack like in um, God of War, but then followed up by another one. <laughs> <It's just> kind of... <laughs> or, you, or you can swing them around so the edges are hitting people. Yeah. Or, or you can do like a battering ram charge just with two shields in front of you and be like. Rah! <laughs> that'd be great okay fair i mean enough. it looks kind of fun but so some of the combat animation i thought looked kind of jank and i think it's just because we've been spoiled a little bit by things like god of war and stuff like that recently where it's just like i kind of i think like, this should look better than this now mm, yeah but that's it's never i'm, had, I'm being like, highly yeah. critical honestly but it still looks pretty good but it's still it's still there was some jank like where it snapped between actions and things like that Especially after that Ghost of Tsushima like gameplay, well, that's where it the just, thing, like, everything it? looked super silky. Yeah, it's like Assassin's Creed has never has always had okay combat, but it's never been like the focus, like in Batman or something like that. But now mm. you've got games like Ghost of Tsushima, who, which are basically an Assassin's Creed game, but with combat 
like ripped from Batman and to certain extent Dark Souls. Yeah, to to some extent, and you know, that's Sushima is like doing okay review wise. Like it's really yeah. gelling with some people, but not with others. And it's but it seems like they've stolen a little bit of Assassin's Creed Thunder. I'm with you there, and it's like they've made one of those. Yeah, um, yeah, kind of as, I mean, as a sort of checklist it's... game, but but set in a different setting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk about that now. I've seen a bit of that because my flatmate was playing it on Friday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's. Uh, amazing looking obviously it's like obviously it's stylized right so it's not yeah so you know it can't really compare with like red dead 2 in terms of like the sort of freakish realism of red dead 2 not that it looks obviously it's a little bit cartoonified or whatever in red dead 2 but it's like there's certain things in like in the in the Tsushima world, it's like um, you can kind of see, even though it looks beautiful, you can kind of see, ah, okay, this is where the map designer has said the long grass should be, and here's the interface. To, you know what I mean? You can see kind of like where mm. things connect together and everything, whereas in okay. Red, Red Dead, everything looks like freakishly blended together like a, like the real world, you know? <laughs> I don't know how to explain well, it's that. Uh, yeah, well, Red Dead has like... They 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 biome it in a way in a way don't they? But yeah. They don't just biome it; they biome the transition. Uh, yeah. As well, so yeah. like when you're moving into the snowy area, the snow starts quite a long way before you're yeah. in full snow, and it's nicely it, done like and that. And it's everything. The world about feels that. colder before you get there. Yeah. So so this um, in Tsushima, it's like, um, but there is a lot of obviously a lot of leaves <laughs> there's a lot mm. of nature everywhere you know compared to their previous games and there's a lot of wind obviously the wind simulation is like obviously in in red dead the wind simulation is amazing but it's not part of the gameplay really apart from like have you ever been in a storm in red dead it's freaking or two it's freaking awesome i don't know that i have you know i, I may have seen one from often. afar yeah but i don't know if i've been actually in it yeah riding through a storm is pretty crazy because like it starts really whipping those trees around it looks pretty cool whereas in Tsushima it's like that's kind of part of the part of the mechanic is that the wind like the wind is constantly changing direction because it's basically telling you where to go so it's quite weird um mm. uh, but it oh, does yeah, in, yeah. interact constantly with the um uh like the leaves on the trees and the, and the grass so it's like constantly blowing everywhere um and then there's like masses of particles for for like falling trees and things all the time which mm. add blossom and things because it's stylized it's you know, more it's stylized like to, the like samurai films yeah it? exactly like, exactly exactly and they had, it, to the point where they put that specific seven samurai mode yeah it's got a kurosawa mode which all it does is turn it black and white and put on like a heavy heavy film grain on it but it does look mm. really cool um you probably wouldn't play it that way but um but yeah so and yeah the combat look i haven't had a chance to actually feel it myself but it, the, the animation is pretty slick and it just sort of i don't know the 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 sound effects as well together like make the swords like feel like much more impactful than in assassin's creed but at the same mm. time it's clearly not uh full-on like god of war level combat obviously sure it's yeah. so it's like somewhere in between like it's it's like an assassin's creed with good combat rather than a, <laughs> rather than a you know careful now <laughs> do you know what i mean it sounds that sounds like a heady mix yeah, I mean, yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be like it's got an amazing opening and then it's going to be, even though they've tried to hide the fact that, 
you know, they're, they're trying to make it so that you, you haven't got a map full of markers and you click and the waypoint gets set and everything. They're trying to like hide that away. But I think it's still there, right? It's still one of those games, yeah. I think. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, a, lot, a lot of the takeaways, as yeah. uh, I said earlier, is like if you're looking for a uh, slow burn checklist game, which yeah. sometimes I am, in fairness. Sometimes you are, yeah. I uh, have a lot but, of patience for open world games, you know me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I'm kind of interested. Uh, yeah, it's, I'm still, I'm still, despite, despite the fact that I think my, you know, the, both the reviews and that gameplay reveal like lowered my expectations. Yeah, I, I think I, they were lowered appropriately now. Yeah, I, I'm kind of more excited than I, more interested than I was having seen that gameplay demo. I don't know why the world looks better in in rea- in the real game, and you know when you playing it than it did in that that right, open world demo. I think anyway. I guess it's probably the same, but I just maybe the area of the map that they were looking at wasn't the most interesting or something. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, but. Yeah, I'm, I, I kind of think it's definitely beautiful. There's no, there's no denying. So, um, or was it the perpetual requirement that they they wanted to always show it in twilight? You said most of the trailer footage and like pre-game stuff was, uh, like, was like always low hanging sun because right? it has like, rather than a real time, you know, time of day or whatever, like a proper mm. proper open world game. Um, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think they showed much of it, in like you know, like midday sun or whatever like that. Oh. So I'm not sure you were getting the full pop. They always wanted to show like oh, the, the, how the grass shimmers in the wind and that kind of stuff. And then, or yeah. I suppose there was some bright stuff, but like normally it was like it's still fairly low hanging sun, but enough so it shines through trees, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's still a game I'd probably quite like to. to to, I think that, I think as long as you don't not overhyped on it, I think it's yeah, um, yeah. it will be a, a fun time. And if you don't, yeah, I think it'll be a fun time. I think it might get repetitive. That's all, but that, that's what ha- that happens with Assassin's Creed too, to be honest. So yeah, mm-hmm. we have to see how much story justification they give to things, right? Because the opening has the the acting and stuff is pretty strong actually, mm. um, um, and even though like obviously it's super tropes right it's just japanese samurai cinema tropes up the yin yang it's all Jap- it's all I'm bushido totally okay and revenge yep. and all that stuff it's like i, I do not care you can super throw cliche like that yeah. all day and i'm happy but yeah if, if you're into that kind of cliched bushido stuff then i think it's done really well in the opening so uh we'll have to see how that continues I hope there's a yeah. My my worry is that there's not enough story potentially because I kind of yeah. want that. I want the drama, the, like those moments where there's just two people standing again, like across from a, across from each other in in a bamboo forest. And well, it does. It even has this stupid mechanic where, like, when you first encounter a group of enemies, you can do a standoff where you like walk towards them slowly, holding a. Um, triangle or whatever, and then and then the moment they attack, you release the button and just chop their head off. It's like the first enemy gets dealt with in a dramatic fashion. Nice, which is really dumb, but yeah, that's that's so cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Anyway, that's that. Ghost of Tsushima, Ubisoft. So yeah, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is that, but they did a. We've got one more thing," said Eve Gimo. Before they before they close the show, just one more thing. And that was an actual announcement. Far Cry Six. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's the that's the appropriate level of yeah, I suppose. It's a game. Just, just yeah, another Far Cry. 
but this time in fake Cuba. Which seems like a probably a more appropriate setting than the kind of weird American Colorado thing. Or whatever it was. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> this kind of makes sense. And they're like, look, we got the guy from Breaking Bad. And that's it. Yep. Yeah. Esposito. Who, you know, good. I mean, he's the same in everything. I love that he's the baddie in, in freaking um, The Mandalorian as well. <laughs> no. <laughs> Basically the same guy, but with a, like a weird lightsaber. That's cool. Yeah. It is cool, actually. Yeah. Quite looking forward to seeing more of him. He's good. He's good as a baddie. Probably quite typecast now, though. <laughs> yeah, probably. But still. Because he's still playing the Breaking Bad baddie in Better Call Saul. Well, that makes sense. It's the which, same world. Which is pretty cool, yeah. Uh, so that's cool. Yeah, I thought it was a nice, it was, you know, it was a nice cinematic they showed us, but they, we haven't seen any game or anything. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. But you're right. I think the setting is more appropriate. Um, has potential. Parkway Tropico is a better idea. Yeah. It showed some imagery that was... Um, Felt like a throwback to Far Cry 3, specifically guy with flamethrower in the field. Right. Yeah, I remember that mission. Make it burn, Dem. Uh, Far Cry 3 yeah. is good. I still, still got to get around to playing it at some point. Still want to. But, you know, backlogs. <laughs> well, maybe just wait for this one, won't we? Well, maybe. <laughs> Oh, and the guy, uh, by the way, if you're interested, uh, the guy who was the like lead baddie, charismatic baddie from the start of Far Cry 3, he's in Better Call Saul as a major character, that actor. Oh, is he? Yeah. The whole uh, insanity guy. Yeah, that guy. There we go. And that was Ubisoft Forward. Still no mention of Beyond Good and Evil 2. <laughs> That's never going to be a thing, is it? Please be a thing. How can it live up to those insane cinematics they showed? I want it so bad. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, there was there was that. Uh, well, well, they didn't talk about Trackmania as well, which is like out on Epic Game Store as well. There's a new Trackmania. Yeah, I saw that. I saw the quick look because I know Jeff from Giant Bomb is well into Trackmania. Mm. And like, yeah, it's weird. Like, the game looks good, but the menus look terrible and yeah, it looks that really has been, confusing. That is by far the uh, the opinion. Like, you know, I, I, that's all I see, basically, when I see anything about the new Trackmania is like, good God, these menus. And, <laughs> yeah. also, and also subscriptions. Right. It's like, yeah, I mean, admittedly, it's free to play and most of the good stuff is supposedly free. So mm. yay that. But yeah, there's a subscription model if you want any more. And it's, um, there's no like, there's no like, I just want to buy, I just want to be buy the game and just like own it. And that's yeah. it. That's, that's me done. There's no option for that. The most you can have is a three year pass, which costs about as much as a game. Um, so maybe that's enough for most people. Mm. Maybe yeah, three years, you'll get another Trackmania game. Um, but it sounds at least, at the very least, it sounds like this might be better than that. What was it Trackmania Turbo? Yeah, which I didn't hugely get on with in the end. I think it definitely looks like worth trying. I mean, it's free. What can you lose? Your time. Your time. Yeah. My time, <laughs> yeah. My time is important. 
could be spent on other games if you're not don't have other things to do. I could go back and experience the hellscape that was Trackmania Nation still exactly. probably. Exactly. And have a way better time. <laughs> Possible, quite possibly. Let's find another server that's play, constantly playing bad EDM. But <laughs> All of them. <laughs> <laughs> All of them. Wait. Okay. Uh so that was, that was that was the events. Um, other news: there's not a huge amount else going on. Um, game I've had my eye on. Well, it's been out on Switch since last year. Um, but this little thing by Shinnan, who are the developers of Fast Racing series, um, yep. they put something out called The Tourist last year, and that is being released on both PC and Xbox on July 30th, and will be available on Game Pass. So I'm totally going to play that. <laughs> Why didn't you play it on Switch? Well, yeah, just other things going. Just other things. <laughs> Literally, that's all it was. It's not like it's an expensive game. It's been like 18 quid. It's on sale now on Switch, I noticed. Hmm. Um, for like £13, I think. Um, but yeah, I probably should have played that nearer the time. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm into what it looks like, so I'm going to give that a go. Uh, also, Halo 3 came out on PC and is supposedly the best port job they've done yet. Sweet. I'll probably play that when I'm finished with Halo 2. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a, uh, the, the, the other thing that, that goes alongside this release, though, is that they fi- they went back and fixed the audio issues in Reach. Yeah, that's good. Which is a big deal. Yeah, because that means I can play Reach 2. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, because, good God, that, that audio was bad. Because, um, honestly, I probably wouldn't have played it with the audio being that bad. Yeah, yeah, it was atrocious. Um, they haven't fixed the uh, above sixty frames per second issue, so so if you're like me and have a high refresh yeah. um, scenario, don't. Yeah, lock yeah. it, lock it to sixty and leave but it. Par- apparently, it's good in Halo Three, though. Yep, Halo Three is perfect. So the point where the digital foundry like breakdown was like this video is a lot shorter than usual because <laughs> yeah. there's really not that much to complain about. Yeah. Halo Three was 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 a good one. Yeah. I think it. I think there are bits of Halo Three that I really like. I think there, there's definitely bits of it that I really don't like as well. Mm, yeah. Um. It's so it, for me, it's a bit of an up and up and a down. Yeah. Game, but. Uh, but it's a yeah. It's it's, it's it's it deserves a decent port, and I'm glad they've done that. Still, no word on anything like split screen though, or anything like that. Coming to the PC versions, which sucks. I'm trying to think why I wasn't into it. I think I remember not being into the whole concept of like the story-wise, like the arc. But basically, because <laughs> yeah, the arc is mad, is stupid, right? Because like, like that, and also the whole point in the original game was it was that the halos were like, you know, yeah, not Dyson rings, yeah, yeah, that I'm not actually sure what their name is for that mega structure, but they're sort of mm. semi halfway plausible as an actual thing. Whereas the art just is like, wait, what was the point of having those be rings if you could just make a, like a weird flower thing that has magic gravity? Well, they've always kind of had magic gravity, right? Because yeah, on the ships and gravity. stuff. Yeah, but not on the scale of like a like why why even bother building the them as rings? Like when you can make. The factory to build the rings is like a sort of insane fantasy thing, mm. magic thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think the story went places I don't hugely yeah. agree with, but 
uh, like the presentation of those story elements was very good. Yeah, yeah, that's and, um, true. You know, I liked how the Arbiter and the the rest of the co- the, the rest of the elites in particular, how that whole storyline comes together is quite nice. And uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe not so much the flood stuff. Yeah, even though that's kind of the focus, it's like some of the flood stuff and Grave Mind I don't think works hugely well. But also, those 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 Grave Mind levels are quite irritating. <laughs> oh God! Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. There's a whole bit where you're all in like crazy flood world, isn't there? Yeah. Oh, that's not so much fun. I think when you're off to rescue Cortana, finally. Yeah, like it's bad enough being in the library in the first game or whatever, let alone in like full on. But it's just flood, it, flood zone. Normal, normally, right? Legendary mode in those games is, is is actually quite fun. Yeah, but that section in particular, there were certain yeah. like airborne flood now that just had could like oh, attach right, themselves yeah. to any kind of wall and had ridiculous accuracy projectiles, and especially in flood land, that became yeah. they became almost impossible to see. Yeah, and I just like yeah, I don't know. And I, that was where some a lot of the design started to fall apart for me. In yeah, that one, yeah. it's just like okay, you've done, you had you've you've managed to design some. You, you did so well with the first two, but you've managed to design something that's like just a hundred percent not fun. <laughs> At least in legendary, it's fine in heroic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm only playing heroic anyway. Legendary was pretty stupid in Halo too, anyway. Well, it was, it was fun. Station in Halo 2. Yeah, famously. Ridiculous. I played yeah. through Reach originally uh, on the 360 or whatever in, in Legendary, and that was fun. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that was a good one in Legendary. So some of the vehicle stuff in Halo 3 in Legendary is pretty annoying as well. I remember there were certain sections in that that Zach and I really struggled with. Right, yeah. It the, like where there's lots of choppers about. And... Yeah, 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 yeah. The brute chopper things, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite, yeah. You have to just cheese everything in Legendary anyway, though, don't you? Pretty much. Yeah. It's kind of fun in its own way. The only bit I remember from Reach in Legendary is the very end being really hard, but of course it is. That makes sense. Yes, the end run. Yeah. Uh, yep, so there's that. Uh, we talked about Ghost of Tsushima already, but uh, yep. Paper Mario Origami King is out and is oh, yeah. considered okay, as in not as bad as the last two Paper Mario outings, but still not up to the Thousand Year Door or even the first Paper Mario game standards. Oh, really? Okay. Like, it's okay. Like, it's basically, they, 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 they still, the general opinion seems to be that they, they should really stop going out of their way to try and make an RPG without RPG mechanics. Yeah, I mean, just let the genre, I mean, it's not, I mean, you can make a light RPG, just look at Pokemon. Yeah, or even other little things like you know, um, Child Child of Light comes to mind. Like it's still an RPG and it still follows the RPG structure, but it's not hardcore. Yeah, and it was an enjoyable short experience. Like I really love that thing actually, but it's just yeah, you, yeah. You don't you don't have to go all the way deep to make an RPG. No, I mean not even Thousand Year Door really counts. Yeah, it had leveling and it had like flower points and it, yeah. had, it had points and numbers. But it's not, oh, it's not super hardcore. No, not at all. Well, they never were. Right. Yeah. No. So there, the, there are no hardcore Mario RPGs. No. <laughs> it's just a case of where do you pitch it? Yeah, and they've gone a bit too far. So it was the right, it was the right level of, of RPG. Yeah, everyone loved it. 
well, Marin Luigi was arguably better in terms of RPG because it actually had more stats. Not that the stats mattered that much, but it had more of them. <laughs> yeah, those were like, yeah, those were more RPG-ish. I'm not necessarily saying that to be more RPG solves the problem, but yeah. Well, the problem but, is you know, that they but, you never. Know, Thousand Year Door straddled that just right. Everyone goes on about the RPG, but I don't think the RPG is the thing that's the important part about Thousand Door. The whole battle system is the important part. Who cares about the numbers? I mean, the that's numbers, the numbers allow are. the battle system to work properly, I guess. But you could yeah, balance yeah. it as a completely flat curve, in theory. Make it so that the battles never require numbers to go up to artificially increase difficulty. Well, they sort of gated it anyway, didn't they? Like, because you started to get like basically no experience. Well, it's like the whole you was... couldn't you couldn't cheese it too well. Well, much. yeah, there was never any reason to grind because the game was mm. balanced to the exact rate of progress, effectively. So yeah, you and then when, then when you went to a numbers. new area, yeah, when you went as soon as you went to a new area, the amount of experience you gained suddenly suddenly increased dramatically, so you could level up what you needed. Well, I don't think it increased dramatically, it's just that by the time you got to that area, you'd already had to fight so many things that you had that much experience anyway. Sure. A bit to bit, though. Yeah. I don't think I ever grinded for XP in Thousand Year Door, that I remember. Maybe in the... No. I think the dark, the dark Forest might have been the one place, that, that section might have been the one place where I did have to grind a little bit. Although you have to walk backwards and forwards through that bloody dark forest like four times anyway, so mm. <laughs> maybe that just felt like grinding. Yeah, there's a bit of that. Well, that... Mm. They were never adverse to a little bit of uh, padding, were they, in the series? Not like a, it's not, not quite as bad as whatever the one was on Wii. Um, the 2D, 3D platformy... Uh, one where you had to literally run in hamster wheels. No, you didn't. Everyone makes that reference as well, but that's not actually true. I played that bit. It was true. It took a while. <laughs> it takes like two minutes of the hamster wheel, and then you do all the other stuff that actually gets you the thing that you need. Still not a fun section. It's fine. <laughs> I don't like it. Just everyone is obsessed with the hamster wheel because some idiots at some point didn't realize there was a way to bypass that. <laughs> I didn't like it. But yes, it doesn't matter that it's an RPG. What matters is the actual combat systems, because that was the thing that they, for some reason, decided not to replicate ever after Thousand Year Door. Because the whole system of the timing, button presses and stylish moves and all that, and the badge points. I guess the mm. badge points is the one number that you do need, because that actually affects your loadout, essentially. Oh, yeah. there was uh, Yeah. I guess that was the most complicated thing about a thousand year door i guess was that bit yeah um, and that's that was the thing that it did have over like marion luigi because in marion luigi you just get the new abilities as you progress through the story so you always have the same abilities and that was its um one thing about you know tricks to certain bosses as well wasn't it you, you could equip certain badges that would make certain bosses like a complete walkover only one of them no, I thought there were a few more tricks than just the, the, the dinosaur one with the sound. Well, the, the only tricks is more like knowing what kind of a, like, knowing whether the enemy is spiky or not, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That's about the main trick. I 
and also maybe if you want to cheese the stylish points by choosing one of the attacks that the stylish combo is real easy. Mm. Like the the stupid power hammer, hammer where you just do like five backflips. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was cool. You get so many stylish points. The stylish system was awesome. Did there, has, yeah. there, has there been anything like that in any of the follow-ups? Not really. I mean, that was the whole audience thing went away, and then now they are apparently it? maybe trying to bring it back, but again, not. There's a bit of audience in the in the, in the ground one, yeah. Um, but there's um my problem with the like I don't know from what I, uh, I might be totally wrong on this outside looking in haven't played the game, but apparently everything like relies on money now. Like the game revolves around the number of coins you have. Um, so if you want to do something special, you've got to spend that cash, and the only reason to do battles is to earn that cash. So you end up with so a it's weird just a card problem from. Potentially, yeah. You could end up like you could be trying to grind for cash, I guess, maybe at certain points, and then only to then end up in a fight where you need to spend most of that cash in order to yes, win the fight. Ever spend the cash? <laughs> How much thing, money like, did you actually spend in Thousand Year Door? Approximately. Oh no, no, no. That's yeah. I'm not talking about the previous games. It's like apparently that's just that's this game. Stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If, if you want, if you want to, if, like, if, if the they've got this whole system. They've got this whole system for Mario getting money, and then you never spend any money in an entire game. Then why not use that money for something? <laughs> yeah, but that's all this game has. There's no leveling outside of that. There's no points. There's no. It's just it's just money. Fat stacks. There's probably some character that says that though. Apparently that's that's you know totally oh, on that point back? as well. Like right. you know the, the, the weird um, writing, yeah. Yeah, apparently the writing is very, really very good this time. So there's that. Uh, what was it? Fat pipes, wasn't it? Then fat pipes. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about fat pipes. <laughs> that was great. Get your internet speeds up. Get them fat <laughs> pipes. Yeah. Need them in this situation. Uh, and finally, Microsoft are stopping production of the Xbox One X. And just in case that it's relevant to you, the Xbox One S, but only the all digital edition. So they're still going to be making the current S. So with a drive, you won't, you won't be able to get the latest or the most powerful Xbox One. Uh, but you, because everyone who wants to buy that would naturally buy the Series X. Series X, idea? yeah. Okay. I, th I think that's... And I think it's a sensible choice. Yeah, like, it's enough. a bit strange for them to stop production of their most powerful line whilst that whilst the generation is still going. But, you know, Microsoft aren't exactly pushing Xbox, their own console particularly at the moment. <laughs> mm, <laughs> like, it right. seems very quiet on their front um, in terms of what, you know, they haven't got an exclusive coming out for it for a while. Uh, well, that's a lie, actually. I think Grounded comes out pretty soon, which is the new Obsidian survival game. Right. Um, I think that's out very shortly. In fact, in fact, it might already be out. Actually. Um, uh, it's, it's definitely a July release. Um, so there's that. But they're not exactly... It feels like they're very quiet at the moment. Um, so it makes sense that, like, like, oh, they would cut production on the Xbox X, on the X-Bone X. Mm-hmm. 
because you're if you were going to spend that kind of money, you're probably going to spend it on a Series X instead. Especially given there's still that rumor floating around that they're going to announce a Series S to be released alongside the Series X. Like a less powerful version of the new console, for some mm. reason, which that, might be a replacement be for the X. For the current X, if you see what I mean. Right. The, um, what was it? The, the rumored Lockhart SKU is, is what, the, what they think will turn out to be Series S. Uh, and the, the the sort of mock-up shots that you'll see around the internet are basically like an X, but half the size. So it's a cube. It's like right. a GameCube. They've made a GameCube. <laughs> Microsoft GameCube. The Okama Gamesphere. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, did you see the trailer for Flight Simulator? didn't see the trailer no i saw their old i've seen their old trailers but if they put out a new one i haven't seen yeah there's a new one i mean you know it just yeah it looks crazy (laughs) it looks great yeah but like the satellite imagery or whatever combined with everything just is like ridiculous uh yeah amazing looking thing Mm. um and that yeah you saw that you can get a physical edition of it on like 10 double super layered blu-rays or whatever well, yeah were they blu-rays i couldn't quite figure out what they were or if they were just dvds or they weren't just dvds i'm pretty sure they're blu-rays yeah huh. just to get all the world data on there yeah that's, that's huge it's just mental are you um, going to dedicate a terabyte of hard disk space or something well like yeah i mean there's people that didn't buy pcs just to play microsoft flight simulator and, yeah, um, I guess this is catering to them, I guess. Yeah, I, w- I would have thought so. Uh, that's going to be one hell of a download when you go to... But of course, it's on Xbox, right? Yeah, there will yeah. be an Xbox version. Yeah, so... Uh, and yeah, it was weird. It's like that Smart hardcore. delivery, though. I bet, I bet they will tout smart delivery for this and be like, yeah, if, you yeah. Have got, if you've got an ex- original Xbox, like you download the bad version of the game yeah. and then <laughs> the version appropriate for your machine. Yeah, and then... yeah. <laughs> How they make that run on the I don't on the on the original Xbox One I don't know. Um, they did they did get Phil Spencer in on again on the uh, Ubisoft event to say hey Assassin's Creed Valhalla is supporting smart delivery. Great right, yeah. because you know you'll get the Series X version if you own a Series X. That's not I'm still I'm still like mildly confused by this whole smart delivery thing. It's like. <laughs> Well, all it, all it really helps is the... It's really that smart delivery only helps the existing generation of consoles, right? Like, if you've got an, uh, a regular so. X-Bone versus an X, all smart delivery does is it means it's like, oh, I'm not going to download the 4K texture pack because you can't do 4K. Presumably, they're just giving it a fancy name. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> If like if Series X is all there is in the new console, and we don't get a Series S, then smart delivery is kind of pointless because it's just like, well, you'll get the X version on X, and you'll get the Bone version on Bone. On the Bone, yeah. They're making such a big deal out of it, and it seems so simple. Well, never mind. All right, that's the news. Well, no mystery there's... news from Zach. <laughs> there was the helpful thing where after the last podcast where where I mentioned that there was the rumours that there wasn't going to be any more Nintendo Directs, and now immediately after that podcast there was rumours about when the next Nintendo Direct was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> 
So there might be at least one more Nintendo Direct, I guess. Maybe they had it in the hopper before the rumour. Yeah, maybe. So we, we might be coming up on that maybe this week is the rumour. Could be. Okay, we well, shall see. Don't forget, July 23rd is, is also the day of the next uh, Xbox event. And they are teasing Halo content hard. <laughs> well, yeah, they have to be. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... This is critical. This Halo Infinite has become like the linchpin. Yeah, they've got to get this right, otherwise they're in serious we trouble. Will, we will, we will see a new Forza game, and we will see a Halo game. That much what? has to happen. Why is it next Thursday, right? Yep, twenty third. Okay, awesome. Uh, so, <laughs> wait for our reaction next time. <laughs> cool. It just what? has to happen. I see. I, I see. It's quite clever of them to be releasing these uh, PC Halo things in the run up to Halo announcements, just to get well, sure. in a, just, in a just, Halo just, frame of mind. Just yeah. keep uh, keep the Halo going, and they're yeah, putting them out nice. at a fair clip. Yeah, it's decent. Hmm. People are happy. Cool. It's time for what you've been playing. Sack. Um, I think you better go. Well, I don't have that much to talk about this time. There's a slightly weird game-related story to something that I did technically play, but not for very long. I very briefly went back to Dirt Rally 2. Oh, yeah. Mainly after you what... downloaded that enormous patch. Yeah, after I finally got into patch. Yeah. That's stopping you from joining us playing Valorant. Well, that's one of the things. But it's <laughs> there taking up all my hard disk space. So I was like, I really shouldn't actually play this, I guess. And originally I was thinking... I was going to see if my system could even handle like recording a video or streaming it or whatever. Hmm. So, I, But I went in and I was like, well, before I try that, I better try and remember how to even play this game. But then what I'd forgotten, of course, was like, you could only play like four stages and then it's completely you're completely exhausted. <laughs> hmm. So it's not a game you can play for a long period of time, really. So I did Right, yeah, stages. you have to really concentrate, don't you? Yeah. I did the four stages and that was it. I did play the, like, a couple of the rallies that from when you know they since the last time I played it, they put in some of the old old rallies from Rally One. Oh, so yeah, I right, went, yeah. went back to like Germany as the first one, did be like, oh, it's tarmac, this is easy, and also it's Germany, and I remember most of this. <laughs> so I went back in and did that. It's like, yep, this is still <laughs> still that game, but then yeah, that was pretty much all I played of it. Uh, but that the the related story to that was a really weird thing that uh, recently on Penny Arcade, they've been getting into a lot of streaming, but they've mainly been streaming like racing games. Yeah, I've seen I've seen some of this. He's got he's got properly into it, hasn't he? Yeah. And then, real name, hey, a real name, but Mike the, the or... Gabe guy. Yes, yeah, Mike. Mike. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so he's got really into sort of simulation racing or, well I guess eye racing and stuff so pre-simulation <laughs> but so at ran, for no reason at all apart from I guess I was thinking about Dirt Rally and this was before I'd even gone to play it again but I was like I wonder if they wonder if they actually consider playing a rally game at some point <laughs> hmm. and so then I <laughs> This is where it gets really weird because I have no idea why I actually decided to do this, but I was like, I'll just send an email. 
I mean, at him. Well, yes, it would have been a tweet if I had a Twitter, you know. So I was just like, well, fuck it. I guess I'll just write an email instead. Because at first I was like, do they even have an ac- like publicly accessible email address any longer? Is that a thing that actually still happens on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out they do. So I was like, okay, good. So I just sent an email. I was like, have you considered a rally? And then surprisingly, I actually got a reply, not from Mike, but from Jerry, obviously, because he's the one who <laughs> yeah. he's the one who actually communicates with people more. He's the wordsmith. Yes. So I was like, and then he replied and was like, Do you have any recommendations for games? And I was like, Yeah, don't rally. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Get in there. It's got rally in the title, you'll be fine. Yeah. And I also mentioned like and it's not WRC. Ra- well, no, <laughs> that's, like, that's, the, that's the trick. The, Dirt Rally 1 is theoretically better handling on the wheel than Dirt Rally 2, but Dirt Rally 2 has better physics and is slightly more friendly in like user interface. Oh, is that uh, true? Like, so what's, what's the wheel thing about? Well, they fucked up the handling, supposedly, for some types of wheels. I don't know it much because, you know, not like the Sidewinder is doing anything particularly amazing with its force feedback. Sure. Let's just play that's Richard Burns Rally. That's my that's, that's my go to. But then I also Ridiculous. mentioned like if you don't want to go super hardcore, you could go back to Dirt Four instead, and it's and it's because you could change it between simulation and arcade handling, and it has randomly generated tracks. Mm. I thought you were going to say Colin McRae Four or something rather than Dirt Four. No. <laughs> but yeah, so that was weird. So now now in my email inbox, I have an actual email from <laughs> from Jerry Hawkins of Penny Arcade. All of about four words. (laughs) Game. Do you have recommendation? Yeah, that's pretty much it. But that was weird. I really wasn't expecting, you know, actual email correspondence to happen in the world of Twitter. But there you go. That's maybe 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 that was why he replied. Yeah, maybe maybe it's like maybe I've discovered the secret that actual communication is like not using Twitter. Yeah, you you appealed to his uh, old school sensibilities. He's like just looking at his outlook, thinking he'd come across a staff mail. It's like, oh, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that. What, what is this? That's all I did in Dirt Rally. Those four stages, and I was like, yep, okay. Also, I should mention. I guess there is one other thing to talk about with Dirt Rally too. Is like it always been a problem from launch, but it seems to. Have, or maybe it was just coincidence when I played it, but like the whole career is a, attached to the always online race net service. Right. And the servers were down. Oh. <laughs> I don't That's know if bad. it was just coincidental because I think maybe I was playing it at like exactly the time of day that they usually do maintenance, maybe, mm. is what oh, I, I could see. gather from looking at forums. But like, it was t- completely down. It couldn't connect at all the whole time I was playing. So I just had to do like, you know, one-off free rallies or whatever. So is that where they're aware of cloud saving your, your progress or something? Or? I don't know what it is that, that it requires to be on always online for, particularly in the, you know, the career mode. Yeah. <laughs> like that single player. That's, it does strike me as bizarre. So that game may be slightly worse in, like, you know... I I was trying because at first it was they kept saying the error message where it could connect and I was just like, is this game old enough that they've just taken the server down at this point? <laughs> mm. But apparently not. According to the forum post I could see, it still does theoretically work. It just never worked when I was playing it. So I don't know whether I was just unlucky or whether there's some weird like oh well, like I don't have a firewall port open or something. 
Yeah, I don't, that game is too new still to have any problems like this, though. You would hope. <laughs> yeah. Given that it only relatively recently came out on Game Pass and PSN. Yeah, I suppose. But anyway, that kind of sucks for that game. But I wasn't worried about... I didn't really want to continue my actual campaign or anything because I wanted to drive in a car that could actually handle, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No rear-wheel drive bastards. Or well, front-wheel drive, old thing. Understeer is easier than oversteer. <laughs> kind of. Apart from you need to... It's annoying in either case. Yeah, sure. So there's that. That's that little bit of dirt road that I played. And then... I did, I did vaguely consider going back to that for the past couple of weeks. The thought did cross my mind, but didn't bring myself to it. I missed the sale, so where it was like seven quid. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait till Christmas, I guess. Yeah. Or, or, or get awesome. Game Pass. <laughs> um, and then that was really the only other thing I played was just like a bunch more options not included. I'm significantly considering actually trying to make another video of that, but I just can't decide how to do it. Because, like, the first video I uploaded, the gameplay video on our channel, I did, like, mm. cuts. Which, you know, for a game that you, takes a long time to play, cutting out a bunch of theoretically boring stuff is, like, probably good. Sort of makes sense. Mm. But, I mean, there's I've, I've, also, I've seen plenty of videos of it on YouTube where it's just, like, just straight gameplay, and there's, like, this is part 30. <laughs> so it's, like, it's not like those videos don't exist, or, like, no. people don't think it's a terrible idea. People still watch those videos. Although, admittedly, I was, like, when I watch them, I'm still just skipping the interesting bits. <laughs> so maybe yeah. that's maybe that's okay as well i guess yeah no, so maybe it's okay to just upload the whole video and be like yeah you can skip it if you don't want to watch maybe personally just... I, don't, I don't mind your approach to it i think that's probably yeah I, I like the uh, editing of course but there you I, go. I think we have a i think there's a general problem with just doing games of that sort and puzzle games right as well where it's just like it sort of makes sometimes makes sense to just well yeah, okay, i don't know about puzzle games though because like Getting to was, the solution is kind of helpful to see a lot of the time. Yeah, sometimes to be like, okay, this was the moment where I had a, the epiphany. Be, oh, oh, I get it. But yeah, I don't know. I might, like I was thinking of making a video, uh, some more video of it. But like, even that small amount of editing to make those cuts is kind of annoying. <laughs> it's not so yeah. much the editing the video that's the problem. It's like remembering to stop myself in the middle of the playing the game and be like, oh, it's been 30 cycles, I better tab over to OBS and start up a recording and then start the voice recording and then actually <laughs> re-intro myself into the into the gameplay. Yeah, or you have to do it the other way around. And, and just record everything and then cut it out later. Yeah, a whole lot and find it, yeah. Which is slightly easier if you mute your mic. So if you mute your mic whilst you're doing the bit you don't want to record and then unmute it, you can then just use the sound graph to be all like, oh, right, this is where I need to make my cut. <laughs> like, but this then is that, the completely silent part. Then the problem with that is, like, you're using a whole bunch of unnecessary disk space for recording. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> you're just um, making these huge files for no reason because you're going to cut it all out. Or you then use it to do a speed-up bit. Which is well, yeah, I tried, also, that's also, what I also, did also with those Factorio videos back in, back in the day. Yeah. But, like, my, I, sy my you, system can't handle that. Really, 
rendering okay. process. For some reason, I don't know what it is about Blender, I guess, that I used to render the videos. It's like the, when you do the speed up, it just takes like four times as long to render that section. Oh, weird. I wonder if it's trying to consider like frame blending. Yeah, like maybe. Because, uh, yeah, that's, that wouldn't be a problem with a, you know, a more traditional NLE, like Resolve or Premiere. But my system can barely Blender's a bit hardcore for that, isn't it? Video anyway. I was just thinking, Blender's quite hardcore for that, isn't it? Isn't it like a 3D modeling? Well, yeah, but it could do video. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Alright. That doesn't seem to be a nice answer to, like, simple video editor that isn't Premiere or Final no, Pro. No, that's why I got Resolve. Blender one. <laughs> Okay, I have trouble with it, but it is free. Mm. <laughs> as long as you this maintain, is what I'm using right now. <laughs> as long as you keep your resolve, then everything's yeah. fine. DaVinci Resolve. I mean, that was one the one thing that I did eventually successfully get working with my Blender process was like I made a you know a base file. <laughs> I actually made a proper base file where I was like I can just slap the video in this bit and then start an endpoint, so you just shift them in and it's done. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of where I start most most projects from. Oh. And also, the other advantage that I the other advantage that I have with Blender over Rob's Rob's whole process is I don't have any trouble syncing voice and gameplay. <laughs> Mine just lines up. Oh, so you don't end up with well. In fairness, I haven't had that for a while. The whole um, desync issue where I've had to re-speed things every now and then. I do depends what we record, but I think that's probably more of an OBS issue than it is a audio issue well yeah but i'm still using OBS as well yeah i know i don't quite know what's going on i assume you're end banking as well this is a bit shop i'll let you carry on yeah but yeah that's that's the, the theoretical possible plan but who knows i've just been playing that game a bunch and finishing lots of different of the maps like i guess i finished about four out or four or five out of the nine different asteroids like played the game all the way to the end in the last couple, it has been a bit like just get to the end instead of spending a long time making things particularly nice. Just hash it, <laughs> hash it together and chuck that rocket into space. <laughs> <laughs> and the other, I guess the other reason I was thinking about potentially making a video at this point is because, you know, the DLC will come out soon and then everything will change. <laughs> Which arguably would be better off making a video after the DLC comes out. Hmm. So is it an actual paid-for DLC pack this time? Yeah. Okay. But they haven't, actually they haven't actually announced a date on that, so mm. who knows when that's actually going to happen. This year is as close as we've got to a date. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Depends if they've uh, sipped from the Terraria cut. We won't have an update <laughs> for another four years. <laughs> Well, it's not like they haven't continuously updated it like we like we thought they would, just like they did with Don't Starve. It's the exact same model, just constant little regular updates and then the DLCs occasionally. Because I still see constant updates for like Don't Starve Together and that mm. just happening, which makes me think about playing that again. But every time I think about it, like Don't Starve Together is a different thing because it, it's the multiplayer version. So it has slightly right. different mechanics from the base game. And I keep thinking that I want to play the base game again, but the trouble is that like it's so different now. 
because in the base game you actually have like progress well i mean you have like technological process in contained within the game anyway in like in in the whole that's the whole point of the game obviously but like in the base game you have like you actually it's like your progress is limited to where you are through the overarching story kind of like you trans you don't just play one map forever you like play one map up to a point and then it moves you on to a different map with a different set of challenges or whatever in the single player which i mean makes sense because that's the how you can do it in single player whereas in multiplayer you just have to have everyone exist in a world and do things <laughs> but yeah to go back in unless you had everyone suddenly level up i guess to go back to the single player at this point i think would be kind of like jarring because i i like what i do remember of that game it's all based on the multiplayer so having to go back and like relearn it <laughs> in the single player might be strange might be easier though because that was the big problem with don't starve together is it because it just basically dumps you in with everything it's quite hard like immediately surviving one year in don't starve together is not easy unless you have like a lot of people of course because <laughs> that's the point of multiplayer but normally i only have two so it's not balanced that well <laughs> well i don't know if it's it's more like it's always been one of those games where you have to know a lot of stuff that you couldn't couldn't possibly work out from within the game like like the cooking recipes there's no way i mean theoretically you could just like experiment combining different random items in the cooking station to find out the different recipes but you can't afford to waste those resources <laughs> so you just go look it up on the wiki mm. dubious food yeah exactly like would you ever have possibly known that if you that there's certain recipes where you can put a stick in instead of a, like a food ingredient and it still counts as a food ingredient <laughs> it's like there's no Wait, there's no possible way you, there's no reason you would even have thought to put a stick in there let alone like that it could actually be beneficial weird but, yeah why why <laughs> why is that a thing so yeah, that that is the, definitely the problem with with Don't Starve Together, especially maybe maybe the, the original because of the way it like you know you progress gradually. Maybe that's better because then you might have an opportunity to learn some of these things. But probably not. Probably still wiki. Mm. That is that is maybe the best one of the things that they did better in Oxygen Not Included. The in-game database is pretty good and covers most of the numbers and stuff that you need. You can just click on anything and look up its database page and be like, oh, that's, you know, all the information you need is actually there. Wasn't this a bit of a problem in Minecraft as well in the early days? Well, yeah, basically. <laughs> all the versions of Minecraft before they put in, like, the non-crafting grid crafting. Because hmm. there was no way you could know what a crafting recipe was when it was just a 3 by 3 grid. It's just like, put items on this 3 by 3 grid and the shape determines what the result is <laughs> no real way to know that you have to just look yeah. that up strange idea really without there being clues in the world or something yeah i don't even know what like the when you think about that it's like obviously you look it up on the wiki but like what was the original design plan 
was it always assumed that there was going to be a wiki or was it there going to be an in-game kind of thing at some point? I mean, obviously there is now, but like for, for eight years later or whatever, when they had <laughs> sure. to redesign the whole interface for the consoles. I wonder what their original plan actually was. The original plan was probably Yagni. It's <laughs> like, we, we aren't going to need it. <laughs> Someone will make it. Because uh, it's old enough that it was like that was almost before the age of wikis. <laughs> almost. Before the... No. Really? Game well, FAQs were still been about. Yeah, well, Game FAQs is a different thing. I'm talking like actual just straight wiki pages that everyone <laughs> knows about. Yeah, I guess when did... um. Like well, not fandom, but there's like that with the you know the the, the open wiki or whatever it is. Yeah, sites started popping up. Yeah, it must have been about that time in the early Minecraft days. Yeah, I guess. God, I wish the fandom wiki, whatever that service is, would get less shitty adverts. Not like the <laughs> content of the adverts, but just the like way they mess with the page layouts and they're super heavy all the time it just sucks <laughs> makes those wikis run real, real bad which is like the exact opposite of what a wiki is meant to be <laughs> i'm still annoyed when tech websites have an auto-playing video like as a as a pop-up somewhere and i'm mm. like i'm like you're a tech website that probably has rallied against like invasive ads <laughs> or something and yet your own site has been put into like that that just really winds me up. Even if it's like just a little, um, like, oh, here's a snippet of other stuff on the site, but we're going to play it for like 10 seconds. And it's like, no, stop. Stop immediately. Yeah. Speaking of annoying adverts, or dumb adverts, because I have, like, personalized ads disabled on YouTube, which I'm still considering maybe turning back on because it's getting kind of annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I actually kind of want, want to know what ads you get because you've got that turned off. Well, because I've got it turned off, I get the hella generic ads, which just means I get constant constant adverts for that shitty like web Game of Thrones game. <laughs> right. Is that still a thing? Like, yeah. Is that, is that the, the, the really big one that had a load of celebs in? Like, yeah. But the, the only reason I bring, bring up those adverts is because like they're Fucking terrible, but it's like it's you could almost make a drinking game out of it for like every time they use a stock sound effect that's completely inappropriate for the action that's happening. <laughs> yeah, drink, and then like every time the voiceover <laughs> guy who's clearly not English makes a horribly mangled sentence or mispronounces something, you can drink on that as well. <laughs> this sounds like a game I want to play. It's like those adverts have just gone damn terrible. And but the weird thing is, like, some of they must be adding new ones because there's some new ones that I hadn't seen before and they're like they're starting to get better <laughs> it's like they've learned <laughs> they've learned how to make a slightly less terrible advert well they've just had a moment of budget for some reason yeah or so, yeah, or somehow this hugely popular supposedly game that must make them a shit ton of money they finally had given them advertisement budget <laughs> I'm trying to remember what it was like they had a load of like models riding horses at one point so was it like game of war or something like some super generic name for like they, and then they got christoph waltz doing clash of clans at one point yeah yeah i don't know what it is about I this think, 
But what, uh, I should, we shouldn't air it. Like we shouldn't give it credit. But like I think it was Game of War that used to just fill my YouTube with terrible ads. You can have to look yeah. it up now. Those are the kind of terrible ads you get if you don't have personalization turned on. Although, weirdly, even though I don't have personalization turned on, evidently there's still some. It still must be tracking location because I'm still get, I still occasionally <laughs> get like adverts for COVID in Suffolk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where yeah, like, well, I guess it can still map your IP. Yeah. So apparently, turning personalization off doesn't entirely disable mm. it. Yeah, it was Game of War. I was thinking of. That were apparently the first. The first point. Point on Google says they were incredibly effective. <laughs> <laughs> of course, they were super effective. So who knows what? Like, maybe I should. Maybe I'll just turn back on personalization for a while and see if it's different at all. <laughs> see what adverts I theoretically get from personalization. Hmm. And that's that. Just played Rocket League. Which I suppose hasn't done anything interesting yet. Cause it's still no, there. because the season has been extended. Yeah. Although, weirdly, I think I got the same wheel twice as a drop from the Rocket Pass, which I didn't think was oh, possible. Weird, yeah. <laughs> I thought they specifically said that couldn't happen, unless you got another certified version. Well, no, because it says the certification in that menu as well. Hmm. But it's just like I seem to have got the same one twice. But then I went to look at my inventory, and it doesn't say that there's two of them or at all. So it's like maybe that's maybe the menu's just wrong. <laughs> that was kind of weird, but you know, who really cares? <laughs> I'm never going to use any of these ridiculous number of wheels. I haven't even got very many of the hologram the holographic ones. It's always disappointing. And then the one, the one, almost all of the holographic ones I do have have some bullshit stat tracking on them, like Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't think I've got any this time, but um, yeah, I've not been, been kind of out of the league for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I got the golden eggs from that, from their five year anniversary and didn't get oh, anything God, out interesting out of them either. <sighs> I forgot about that event. How long is that running for? Still, it's, you've missed it. Oh well, bugger. <laughs> so that's that. Right, it's time for you, Rob. Hmm. I was trying to work out where I should start. Uh, <laughs> let's carry on with the multiplayer focus and say I've been playing a lot of Valorant still, like a mm -hmm. lot. Like probably unhealthily too much. Pretty much spent all of yesterday playing it. Came out of nowhere this game, did it? I guess. But no, yeah. I mean, kinda. Yeah. I mean, we knew Riot was working on several other projects for a long time, and then uh, it turned up and it's like one of the biggest games <laughs> of the year. Um, they put out a new skin pack for their guns that makes all the guns look like dragons. It will cost you ninety pounds. If you want your guns to look like dragons, you must be a mad person. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, someone will pay it. The whales. Yeah, oh, the yeah, whales. they have. They have, because I've seen them in the game. And I, 
because you know you can kill someone and they'll drop it and I've picked it up and I've used them for a bit and yeah they look like dragon ass dragons but they somehow work like guns <laughs> at least you're, at least they're face forwards it's a, good, it's a good thing well I suppose it could be a bad thing if like if the gun model was bad right because <laughs> then you just have like dragon butt in your face the whole time <laughs> Anyway, I'm still really enjoying Valorant. I think it's like quality experience. Um, I have had a like. I finally came across like some days where I think I hit uh, what I wouldn't exactly call it like a bad server per se, but just a uh, some uh, you know a few rounds where something felt off ping wise or jumpiness wise or. Um, action-wise, and it's like, okay, uh, in fairness, that means my hit rate's been pretty good. It's taken me a while to get to that point where I've, where I've, where I've got, to, got to got to a stage where like things did feel kind of not right for a while. Um, but that subsided, and it got back to feeling good again. And so yeah. I'm happy. <laughs> um, yeah, there's just times where it's like, uh, I'm not talking about, this, is, this isn't related to what I just said, but there are, there are times in that game where you can just have a have a frustrating spell because of how some of the gun mechanics works and it's like um so there's no um spray fixed spray patterns like there are in csgo for instance so when you're starting to get bullet spread it's it is occurring randomly and so there are times where you can be being as accurate as as you can with a particular gun have your crosshair lined up over someone but only your uh you know, maybe one of your um, little burst of, burst of shots actually hits the target, and I seem to have a tendency at the moment where I get just enough bullet spread where most of my shots end up registering as foot shots, and that's right. really annoying because it's like oh, I'm still hitting people. How are they all feet shots? What have I got against people's shoes? It's <laughs> uh, and a bit of it me wonders sometimes if I'm getting unlucky with spray or if I've just got old habits from like games of yore still surfacing every now and then where it's just uh, aim for the feet because splash damage or it doesn't matter because they do the same amount of damage as the head so you might as well aim at the feet I don't know ah, but it's, it, um, it's working out for you aiming at the feet and then or well, no, that's the, that's the problem. Random, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also aiming at the feet does, you know, the worst damage. Like, like it's considerably lower than a body shot, and it's obviously a headshot is where you should be aiming. And it's, uh, you know, you should aim for the head, and then depending on the gun, usually the trick is to then pull down a bit because some guns will spray up. And that's how CS works anyway. Um, and it's... Uh, uh, some of the guns do that here, but it's um yeah I don't know I think I've got some bad habits from somewhere, mm. but um I'm still I'm still having a really good time with it. It's like I haven't ranked particularly well since they put competitive back in. You know I'm still terrible. That's that's a that's a fact. But I don't I kind of don't care. It's it's a, it's pretty fun. And I don't know why I'm latching onto this more than I ever latched onto CS. I don't know what it is about it particularly. I just, I just, I just do. Yeah, well, it's not as hardcore, hardcore, is it? Quite as, as CS? Well, I, guess I mean, it's, it's pretty it. similar, really. Yeah. In terms of how, how you know, the, 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 the structure of the rounds and the, how the gunplay actually works, it's all pretty similar. Yes. Hmm. 
the the only wrinkle is the is the character abilities. And yeah, the, yeah. You know, so not everyone can carry flash grenades. You have to be a character that has a flash like ability. Mm. Um, you know, or you could be cipher and planting trip wires around the place, so you, know, you kind of know where people are when they walk past certain areas of the map. And, And then you've got the sage, which you have to kill immediately, otherwise they heal everyone. Really annoying. <laughs> kill the sage. Uh, yeah, Valorant. It's um, yeah, be be good if Zach joined us, even if just to be another voice that can temper some of Kippers's constant shouts of "Oh, there's so many cheaters in this game." <laughs> Classic. Don't think that's going to work. No, probably not. It doesn't even work in Rocket League, where there's literally nothing but physics happening. Sorry, Kips, I know you're quite uh, strong-willed about this subject, but I don't think it's as bad as you make it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's that. Uh, because have you on board, Zegel. Um, I've been. I finished off Pool Panic, which I talked about last time. Um, that stupid pool ball comic-y sort of game. Uh, I got through every single one of its levels. Um, but that end boss is hot garbage. It's just... <laughs> well, it's, no, it's not even hot garbage. It's just straight-up garbage. It's not straight a good Straight-up garbage. Okay. Yeah. It's, um, it's a really frustrating, lengthy sequence where it's... Uh, basically, it's, you've, stood, you've just got to pop balls as you have been all game, but there's uh, this thing. It's like lobby thing following you around and if it touches you like un unlike unlike most levels where the white wall just dies and you don't get the um you don't get the trophy for um for that level for having not potted yourself or fouled in some way mm -hmm. um um it just ends the level and restarts the level and it's like oh and there's no checkpoints in this thing so you've got like oh, i've got to do this whole sequence from the beginning again and it's I found it really quite annoying. It was less annoying the second time I did it, of course, because it's like you know, I, I missed something during that sequence, so I went back and did it again. And it's like, well, no, no, I know what I'm doing now, so this is quite quite easy. But just yeah, I found it. I found it really quite frustrating that first time. Um, uh, yeah, it's 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 a flawed experience because the physics don't always work, and some of the levels are just bad. And uh, but it does somehow keep going with the originality all the way through and you know, you're you're constantly stumbling on new ideas there's never a level that um, where an idea is is used maybe more than three times mm. um uh, at most um and there's like 120 levels in this thing so you're getting a lot of ideas thrown at you so it's um yeah it's good in that respect but really could have done with some refining in spots or just cut the, you know, trim the fat. Mm. Keep the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's done now. Um, I briefly went back to just shapes and beats for an evening because I needed some, I needed some fat pumping bass in mm -hmm. my life while I chilled to play games, uh, and partly because I was drawn back because they've released a free update that adds five more music tracks to the game, which is good. Good tracks? Um, I don't know. I've not been able to play them because they're locked behind. They are, you have to unlock them behind that game's pretty ridiculous unlock requirements. Oh, okay. Like, 
I don't know. Like, this is where my problems of just soaps and beats come in. It's like there's a, there's a, there's a lot of tracks in that game you can play just through the story mode, and you don't have to unlock those other than going through the story mode, which is fine. That's great. Um, that's where the good stuff is. But there's a ton of bonus tracks in there that you basically have to grind for. Like they get unlocked by how many times you've dashed, uh, how many times you've rescued other players, which means you need to play the multiplayer to get them. Right. Um, how many times you've been online and just played a challenge mode. Um, but those, oh, how many beat points you've acquired, and beat points are like the currency you own by playing, just by playing the game, basically. But those requirements seem crazy high. Like they really, they take a long time to grind out. And to the point where it's like, I'm just playing this to grind the money rather than for the fun. And it's like, then the game gets less fun as a result of that. And I think this, I think this system undermines what is great about this game. Mm. And it's, uh, it's frustrating. And it also doesn't help that the challenge structure is quite irritating as well. So it's like, uh, you, it's, it's easy enough in that you just drop into a match with other players and just, you just go. And the game has a sort of voting engine for picking which tracks you're playing next. Uh, except for the fact that it has to follow a normal stage, normal stage, boss stage structure. And there aren't as many boss stages as there are regular stages. Yeah. So at the end of every three stages, you're probably going to get a stage that you played a few minutes ago. And it's like, why would you do that? Just make it so every stage is an option for every for everything. I was like, I know it sounds good oh, right, to end okay. on a boss, but the boss state, there aren't as many of them. And it's not like they play hugely differently from the others. So, you know, just open it up. Just get rid of that forced boss ending. And have it so it picked from any stage all the time, and you're golden. It would have been a much better mode. It's just little things, little things like that are frustrating about just soups and beats. But in what is otherwise a fantastic little game. Um. Uh, so I went a bit, did a bit of that. <laughs> Don't kill me, but I plugged. A l I went back into Kalamia two a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> just did a little bit more fighting, more than anything. Uh, uh, but I guess the uh, I guess the, the the new new thing I started playing, but it's not you know what's well, new for me, but not new in terms of release. Uh, is I played some Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, the first one, not the second one. Okay, which is the the sort of eight bit throwback version of Bloodstained that came out before the. Big Boy Bloodstained came out. Ah, okay. So kind of inspired, yeah. Yeah, it's Eager basically making an NES Castlevania game. Uh, yeah. And it is. It's very much one of those. Mm. <laughs> it's, um, if you're, if you want the uh, full-on retro experience, like in as, as close a recreation as it could possibly be, except with widescreen, uh, then this is exactly that. It's like it's 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 like the shovel knight of Castlevania. Yeah, shovel knight. Yeah, it's it's and it lands that like it it feels like an it looks like a NES game. It feels like a NES game. The music is great and is you know limited in that in that particular way. It's um yeah, it's one of those uh, warts and all um because it like it doesn't play like a modern game. It plays like an old experience and um. I think I made a mistake, like when I did my because I've played this through twice now because it's not very long. 
Um, it's only eight stages long, uh, and my first playthrough took over two hours, and my first, and my second playthrough I did in one and a half. Mm. Um, uh, but I think I made a mistake in my first time through, and I played it like this game has an interesting approach to difficulty, and that there are there are basically different modes you unlock as you go through. There's normal mode, you get better. Uh, sorry, you get normal mode, then you get nightmare mode, depending on which ending you get. And then there's an ultimate mode. Uh, so at my first play, for, but then you get a second option to be whether you want to play it in veteran or casual mode. And I made the mistake of picking veteran mode. Oh, okay. For my, for, I think for my first run. Because what that does is it doesn't casual make the sounds game, sounds tough. sounds like easy mode right yeah. like but it's what it what it, what they really do is they, yeah yeah there's a bit of that um but what they really do is it change and it's it presents uh, sorry yeah i keep talking over myself but it presents like veteran mode as the first option casual is like underneath as well uh, okay. so i was sort of like oh surely veterans the way to play that seems like the intended experience yeah um um, but they're not really difficulty modes per se. I mean, they are a little bit, but it's just there's some slight rule changes, actually, is what it means. So the big difference and the absolute thing that changes my enjoyment of this game completely mm. is that in veteran mode, you get old-school-style knockback every time you get hurt. So you know that effect from like games of that era where if something yeah, yeah. hits you, you bounce into the air for a bit and basically lose all control and get knocked backwards. Mm. Uh, super frustrating when you have a game with quite a few holes in it that insta-kill you. Uh, because the moment you get hit, you have to watch yourself fall into a hole and there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do! <laughs> really yeah. annoying! Nice. Especially later on in the game where there's a lot of awkward platforming and things attacking you whilst you're platforming. So I died a lot! Um, and it's mildly compounded by if you're... Uh, like there's there's multiple characters in the game, uh, and you only technically die when all of your characters are dead. Right. So you you, you don't lose a if you're playing in veteran mode you have limited pool of lives, but you don't lose a life unless you lose all your characters. Um. Uh. So if you if you lose a character, the game stops and it restarts at the current screen quote unquote screen you're in or room I suppose. Um. And you can just play that room again. Um isn't so bad i suppose when you're doing the jumpy bits um but there's one character that can jump higher than the others so you tend to use her for the, for the some of the more difficult jumpy bits mm. but then of course if you lose her then you've got to use the other characters <laughs> um, and if you've got enough magic points there's one character that can straight up fly over certain bits which so that's handy provided you've still got that guy alive um and there's no way of resurrecting those characters once they're dead unless you lose the others until they die, um, if you see what I mean. So there's no, like, you can't get a mid, mid-level mid res uh, unless you lose a life and then all your characters come back. Um, so that's a bit... That, that can be frustrating as well, especially when you're going up against certain bosses because the same rules apply during the boss fight. So I get, you go up into a boss room and you have the boss fight and then... Uh, you lose a guy because you uh, you didn't switch in time, so his health runs out. It's like, oh, you've got to restart that boss fight, but with fewer characters and therefore a smaller health pool. Oh. So you end up doing this awkward loop, really. It'd be like, oh, I've actually I've died once, 
So now my second attempt is going to be harder than the first time I tried it because I'm a character down and I might not have the abilities I want to actually try and take down this boss. So I'm going to die. Oh, now it's even harder. Oh, I'm going to die again. Oh, now I've lost a life. Now I've got all my characters back. Now I can win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reset it's a me weird back. Struct. Yeah, it's a, it's a slightly weird structure. Um, and in veteran mode, you've got a limited pool of lives. And admittedly, I never lost all of my lives during my playthrough, so I don't know what happens. I don't know if it like kills your game save or if it just puts you back to the start of the stage. Um, so I never got to see how bad it bad it was. Um, unfortunately, on the last boss, there's actually a one-up right before the last boss that respawns when you lose a life. Okay. So you kind of have, so you kind of have infinite lives for that last boss anyway. But because of the system of you me losing characters, if I lost the boss fight, what I'd then do is I'd then just walk all my other guys into a pit, one after the other, until I lost the life, so I could have all of my guys ready to face the <laughs> to face the boss again. Uh, okay. Which is really stupid. Yeah, it's like, dumb. why design it that way? It's really dumb. <laughs> it would be way better if you just lost a character and it just like just lost that character and you could carry on with the others. Like from that moment. Like why why put you back? It's like it's 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 strange. It's a strange choice. Um that just gets in the way. Um so in casual mode you have you don't get that knockback. You still have a hit stun period, mm-hmm. but this is zero knockback. So it makes the platforming like so much less frustrating. Yeah, um, I mean... That's... It makes it a lot easier as well, admittedly, but it's just... I think it's the not... trade-off is worth it. Like, I don't... I'm not... Yeah, you'd want, like, harder enemies with more help or something, and the ability to control your character. Like, yeah. Times, there were so many yeah. times where I literally shouted out, I hate this game. Because of how, because of the knockback system, and purely because of the knockback system, because it's just so irritating. Um, Doesn't sound but, fun at all. Yeah, weirdly no. But then most of the game is fine. It's just that knockback system in bits where there's holes in platforming, and it's um, yeah. And because honestly, I'm actually quite up on the game. Like I played for it again a second time, um, in casual mode. Um, but I did. I did my run differently. I didn't rescue you. There, there. There's moments in the game where I, the first time I played it through, I didn't realize there were there was a choice. Okay. But there's multiple endings in this game, depending on <laughs> depending on what choice you do make during those moments. Um, uh, and now I know what those are. <laughs> I, I thought, right, let's do this again. Um, let's put it in casual mode and let's just run through it and see how bad it is. Uh, and I had a way better time. <laughs> like just, yeah. just, just, yeah. Admittedly, yeah. I uh, say so it took me about an hour and a half to finish the run, but I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed it quite a bit to the point where I'm now playing a third run in nightmare mode. Um, in casual, admittedly, like it's a casual nightmare road, nightmare run. Come at me, but it's, but I'm having a way better time with it. Like I, I don't mind playing it through again. So yeah, stick it in veteran mode if you're a bloody masochist. <laughs> Play it on casual, everyone else. Don't feel bad. Casual was way more fun. <laughs> but yeah, the music's really great. Um, it's got a lot of the. It's interesting seeing it because it's actually borrowing like a lot of the content. Actually, a lot of the boss fights and things are in Bloodstained, the big game. Oh but right. But they're scaled. They're scaled down to fit on this NES version. 
And like all the characters are from the big game as well, but it's a different story and it plays out in a different way. Um, oh, that's kind of cool. To the point where it's probably canon breaking. Like the two probably aren't operating in the same timeline. That's what right. I'm thinking here. They're like separate series with the same yeah, people. Once in the eight bit universe, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's the two headed dragon boss, there's the speedy boss, there's the um yeah, there's well, okay, I guess the giant train boss, I don't think that was in. <laughs> I'm not can't really remember that. Um But yeah, there's 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 some returning fights and they're quite well done. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Just veteran mode. It's an arse. Uh, and that's kind of it. Um, I don't think I've got much much else to really talk about. Um, I was going to have played a bit of Neon Abyss because I've downloaded it and installed it because um, that came out on Game Pass. And uh, for a game, you know, it, it debuted on Game Pass as well, which is kind of cool. Um, uh, so I thought I'd give that a go, which would be a, uh, you yeah. know, Enter the Gungeon, but as a side-scrolling run-and-gun, I thought, right, that sounds sounds like it could be a laugh. Uh, except I got interrupted by Kippers wanting to play Valorant yesterday, so <laughs> I didn't actually play any of it. No, straight into Valorant. Also, it seems to have slightly dodgy controller support on PC, because it took me a while to actually get it to recognize my Xbox 360 controllers. Um, top tip. Uh, launch the game with your controllers disconnected and then connect them once the game has started. Then it seems yeah. to work. That's bizarre. Yeah, it's like the, the opposite the way, way around. around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that next time when I actually get around to playing it. Um, yeah, and I'll probably have played some Tourist by next cast as well. Hmm. Oh, that's me! Sweet. Uh, cool. Um, well, yeah, I saw that bit of uh, Toshima, so I might get on that at some point when Gary's finished with it. I'm uh, mm. still playing Halo 2, um, just in the uh, high charity, whatever it's called, Grave Mind level. I remember I, I was like, the start of that mission is like a stupid room full of brutes and stuff, isn't it? And it's like, oh, I remember this room. Oh, <laughs> that room. Yeah, the rumpus room. <laughs> as, uh, <laughs> yeah. Just hiding corridors. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You have to wait for them to open. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, memories. Oh, memories. Uh, so, that was a pain a, in the neck. That's a difficult ass room. But I got past that fine on Heroic. I just, it's just probably not fun on Legendary. Uh, yeah. Nope. Uh, because, like, by the time the door opens and they come out, you're pretty, you're dead by the time you can find any cover because there's no cover apart from right at the end of the room. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, there's there's so, basically none. No, there's basically nothing in that room. No, honest. it's quite easy to checkpoint where you're screwed. Unfortunately, in that room, mm. at least it's right at the start of the mission, so you could restart the whole mission. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So yeah, fun times. Um. Yeah. And I think that's it. Still just waiting for Tony Hawk and Star Wars Squadrons. <laughs> that's my that's my anticipated games. Screw no ways screw. until Star Wars. Yeah. yeah, way more excited about those games than I am about um, Cyberpunk for some reason. Anyway, oh uh, really? Hmm. Yeah, weirdly, because that just seems quite daunting. It does. It's going to be yeah. an epic, but yeah, I don't know. Um, and yeah, not really feeling 
Last of Us right now, so I think more likely to play Tashima um, first. Um, oh, okay. So you haven't even started Last of Us. No, I haven't bought it. Um, okay, okay. No, I haven't bought it. I, I may be being lent a copy of that soon, so oh, okay. I may be starting that. Yeah, you'll have to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, I hear the story's quite hard going. Yeah, I don't know if I feel like it <laughs> right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Can't cannot blame you. Yeah. And then, yeah. I took Persona 4 off my Steam wish list. I think I'd rather just play Persona 5 if I'm going to play one of those. Right, okay, fair enough. Yeah, play the more modern one. At least yeah. there's... Did, I forget, did Persona, Persona 5 did come out on PC, didn't it? Mm, don't think it, so. Or is it not? But I've got oh, okay. PS4, so I'm good. <laughs> oh, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't I think I ended up really picking anything up in the, uh, the old Steam sale in the end. In the sale, yeah. I think I had one of those like slight crises of conscience where it's just like I've got an epic backlog, I've got yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've got Game Pass, I should be fine, right? Right? Yeah. It's like, I, I think you're gonna be fine. Yeah. I, w- I will be fine. I just I just might not be playing the the most uh, timely of games. <laughs> it's not like you would have been buying timely games in a sale. <laughs> you would have been well, buying no, old games that were on sale. <laughs> I considered I, I considered playing Doom Eternal because yeah. somewhat as predicted that went on a fifty percent off. Right, that was quick. Um, yeah, but yeah, I didn't quite couldn't quite bring myself to. I think I'd rather, as I say, I think I'd rather play some of these PS4 games, get around to playing Final Fantasy VII Remake or something oh, yeah, like that yeah. Yeah. before I tackle Doom. I might even fancy playing another Yakuza game, you know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you want to roll something to tear me off, Kawami? How about another yeah. one? <laughs> so we got some uh, more portal gameplay from you guys going up on uh, on the on YouTube. Well, I think the next one might actually be. Uh, I might be an Obra Din behind. Ah, so I think so. I think that'll be the next there. video to go up. Yeah, and we'll make some more of that. Uh, so check out our YouTube channel for that stuff and uh, that's it from us I guess that's a podcast that's a podcast we will catch you in a couple of weeks for another Salacast. cast <laughs>